it is Hotline League. It is episode. I don't know the episode. You could look it up. It's it'll be in the title of the video and also the, because we're to start. We have to start. There's too much to talk about this week. Mark, how are you doing? I'm great. I just hit Battle Pass level 12 on my Genshin. Fantastic. Well, I'm doing even better because LS just said let's do an interview later this week. So uh, I just hit all the the YouTube quota that I I had for myself the for this Bachelor year. The Bachelor Tell All is coming up next. Yes, on exactly. Travis Gafford Industries. LS is in the chat for those that missed the pre-show, and uh, he's just hanging out. So uh, we we've asked. <laughs> this was not planned. He's here, but we're hopeful that if folks call in to speculate, we'll just get a. Hot or cold. Oh, interview doesn't mean I touch on C9 stuff. Okay. Well, there goes all my views that I thought I'd be getting. All mm. right. No, no, no. Just don't, just don't put that in the title. Like, LS reveals all, but it's just not... You didn't say it reveals all about Cloud9. It reveals all he about... He took a shirt off in it. Favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with some other, like, topic that he's dishing yeah, on. Not, yeah. But I guess you can be lewd. Yeah. Somebody says you're a troll if you don't get him in right now. There's been this confusion, and I know we've done over 200 episodes of the show, but just once more, for people who, who don't understand this, just because somebody's in the chat doesn't mean I can not I can like press a button and force them to turn their camera and mic on. Well, and just because people are in chat sending a couple messages doesn't mean they want to sign up for an hour-long show where they're actually like on the hook to do things. Like, yeah, exactly. Unless you're want... welcome to come on the show, feel free to call in. We'd love to have you on, and just in case there's any confusion, uh, but uh, just, it's not, people in the chat should know that uh, that's not, I don't have a magic get somebody in the chat on. Um, anyway, it's been a busy week. Uh, mm -hmm. Mark, how's your week been? Let's, let's start with that. Uh, it was pretty good, uh, I guess. I don't know. It felt like a, a pretty normal week. I, I didn't have like Academy or any extra stuff going into the weekend. I thought it was going to be a pretty normal weekend aside for like what's going on with TSM, but not to be outdone. Cloud9 uh, stole stole their thunder. Yes. So we should say we, we do have a guest for this week. This week, we're going to have Dominic on from TSM. Uh, for those that don't know, he is, I'm pulling up his official title right now, the VP of esports at TSM. I thought at the time, wow. We have just landed the guest to get because uh, we, I, he and I had the conversation, I think on like Thursday or Friday and I was like, oh my God, we, there's no way that uh, anything could be as awesome as having him on to talk about the TSM situation, the drama from last week, the roster change, answering your calls. Uh, and then of course that, uh, that got a little superseded this weekend when moments before Cloud9's game started, it had come out that LS had been released from the team. Um, and now he's a full-time Twitch chat troll in my chat. He says his uh, data sucks and he's 360p and it still lags. Discord won't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dominic is in the chat, says Sag no longer the popular kid. Uh, so here's what we've decided to do. Because it doesn't make sense to have Dominic on just awkwardly sitting through an hour worth of calls about the LS stuff, Dominic has graciously offered us, you know, I went to him and I was like, hey, we wanted to have you on the full episode. It's kind of weird because we either have you on the full episode and don't talk about the C9 stuff, which is obviously what people want to hear about, or uh, we have you on and then you're just sitting there and it's really awkward as we're going through the all stuff and it's like nothing you can really talk about. So Dominic's going to come in uh, for the final hour of the show. Because of that, Mark and I have decided to start the show about 10 minutes early just to give us the allowance to make sure that we have an hour for both those topics. So the first hour 
look, not, it does not have to be all C9 and all TSM topics, but I, I would, I'm guessing it will all be C9 and TSM topics. The first hour will be dedicated towards the C9 stuff. We'll take your calls about all that, and then we will get uh, Dominic on afterwards. Uh, Mark, I guess we could cut the chit-chat, but give me really quickly a brief, did you watch anything? And what did you think of it? Of, like, just reality TV shows? I, you normally, oh. yeah, I'm just the, the weekly update on what you've been doing. I mean, Love is Blind is still a banger. Um, the new Euphoria episode sucked. It was like a filler episode in a anime, but it was just so lame. That sucked. Um, I don't know. Probably some other things I'm not remembering. Okay. Well, now this week I will dominate the conversation. There's no pun intended there. Uh, I, I will personally cover this section by talking about for just a moment how fucking good it felt to be back at the studio. I underestimated it, guys. Like, even going into this weekend, I was thinking, um, oh, you know, it is kind of nice sometimes whenever there's a game there. I don't want to necessarily interview somebody after it's just be like chilling in my gym shorts at the computer watching the games and like talking to people or doing whatever uh, versus like having to get up and be at the studio for, I don't know, five or six hours. Oh my God. It is. I just want to let you guys know. I have interviewed people for two years. Uh, the text that I, I went to text my request to the person who handles onsite um, interview requests. My last message to her was from uh, like March 9th, 2020. That was the last time I had been there doing interviews. and. I, it is so, it's like night and day. I mean, I'm just, I hope people watch my interviews this week because it's so much, it's like, I described it on Reddit as like, it's trying to run in mud, you know, that's what it's like trying to do these interviews online. And it has just been so great and seeing everybody in person and like, you know, tactical walked upstairs to the media room. And then I was like, oh no, we're going to film outside. So even just having the like, 60 seconds of time to walk downstairs with him and just like chat a little bit for the interview and shoot the shit, which is like not something I can normally, it normally makes sense to do whenever I'm on like a, a very short discord call with him on the weekends. It just felt so much better. I like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of reinvigorated me in a way for, for the, the job, uh, because it just, I've just been so happy. So I want to say thank you to everybody who has, uh, sat through the past two years with me as I've been doing this stuff remotely. Um, and I, I can only say like, I, I am so happy. I feel like the content's going to be a lot better. I, it's going to be way more fun. Mark made a cameo in the max interview. Gyoto made a cameo in the core JJ interview. Bjergsen walks by in the back of the tactical interview. We make a joke about him. Like there's just so much fun stuff. Uh, so please stay tuned for the channel for all that stuff. It's going to be great. Um, I would gush about it even longer and talk to Mark a little bit about the differences, but we don't have time. Uh, I do want to shout out Aylmer and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We'll talk about them uh, later on. But, Mark, should we... What was there? I just want to make sure. Was there anything else we should be talking about this episode or that we should mention before we... Besides the LS and TSM stuff? I think one thing I want to talk about is... I was right about both Dignitas and EG, and I'm going to pat myself on the back for being a naysayer. But were you right about FlyQuest? No, we didn't talk about FlyQuest at all. None you of us talked about FlyQuest. You thought that they were fake. They're f you said that. 
When? I don't know. I'm don't hoping know. no one checks it. No one's going to check the tapes. Address. Uh, last week on both Rift Reaction and Hotline League, I told Mark and Emily that I was worried for EG. I didn't think that they were actually that great. And uh, they were, I think at the time, 2-2. Two and two, And uh, they are now in the bottom half of the league, officially. And uh, they are like one game ahead of CLG and TSM. Two terrible League of Legends teams. So I think that the collapse of EG has been... Uh, like, I'm not relish... I'm relishing in the fact that it's always great for me whenever I should be the idiot uh, and then Emily and Mark end up getting something wrong compared to me. The other thing is... Oh, Peter Dunn is in the chat, so it's definitely not EG. Uh, you know what I was saying about EG? They're going to be great. Uh, I believe in them. Uh, the other thing is a couple of... Like a month ago, maybe even in um, lock-in time, I was like, yeah, Dignitas always looks good in the beginning and then they start to look bad. And uh, they are 3-3 three and three right now. And the fall is beginning. I know I sound like I'm just relishing the defeat of some cool teams and players, but uh, it's more I'm just relishing being right about things. So I think that's an interesting story from this week. Uh, I don't want right to something for a change. Gloss over something TSM and and C9. What were you saying, Mark? I said it's just, it's like a big deal that you were saying like oh it's this big news from the week and I said what that you were right about something yes for a change it was a joke. right what, right anytime I am right when uh, these so called analysts are are wrong I think it's uh, the world is clearly gone wrong and that's something I need to point out any other big stories from this week besides the two most obvious ones oh Core JJ no. back no. Not news. We don't care about Core JJ being back. And no, T- we don't TS care about Core JJ. This is a CI and TSM only episode. Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I just really felt like we should maybe mention any of this other stuff. Uh, okay. It's Before Bjerg's we start taking today. calls about TSM and C9, we should sing Happy Birthday to Bjerg. Is he in the chat? No, but Steve is. Well,. If Steve wants to tell Bjergsen to show up, Steve in the wants us to talk to about Tyler One getting Challenger in all five roles. All right, uh, let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you and I had two big arguments today, I think, on or two big discussions today while you were trying to record the blame game, which you didn't end up recording today because now you're. Where do waiting. people keep going? I keep pulling people into the the room, and they keep leaving. They're what getting the fuck scared. Is going on? They're getting cold feet. I've, if I pull you into the waiting room, that's where you're fucking supposed to be. Who's you're just outing yourself as having never done this show before? If Mark pulls you into the waiting room, just chill. Um, it means I'm taking your take. No, you and I had two arguments today, or big discussions, while you were trying to film the blame game, which you were unable to film because now I think we decided that you're going to wait and hope that C9 says something in the next couple of days or LS. I yeah. guess so. He's saying he's not going to. Yeah. So like the thing was like. It was an awkward spot to be in where, like, we've all, or not we all, but some people have heard rumors of, like, what potentially happened. And so, like, on the one hand, we also heard that C9 is going to supposedly be putting something out soon. And so any speculation that I put out, it's just, like, feels weird to be, like, pretending I don't know what's happening while waiting for the org to say something and, like, trying to, uh, you know, play this, like, weird middle ground. And so I'd much rather wait until um, at least... Some of the, if C9 is going to say something, hopefully it's before I need to put the blame game out this week. And I'd rather react to that than like, I don't know, 
just be super awkward. Whereas on the flip side for the TSM stuff, because I actually haven't heard anything and there's not like more information probably coming out that we like are still desperately waiting for. Like we at least saw some of the reason behind the Shen Yi changes, like as mixed messaging, as much mixed messaging as we got from TSM, at least we got some com com communication about it. Whereas there's really nothing to go on on the C9 thing, except complete speculation, which I'm honestly down to do, but I don't like doing it when I also have somewhat heard something. Cause then it's just like a really awkward spot where, if you pretend you're blindly speculating, you're kind of just lying. <laughs> yeah, I'd, 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 it just feel it's just a really awkward spot to be in as a content creator. I, I really don't like hearing things, but then not being able to talk about them yet, kind of things. It's just. I mean, really I here's what I will say. Obviously, we know Alice is in the chat. Uh, yeah, I think Mark and I have probably both heard some rumors. I think all the rumors we've probably heard are from like the C9 side, so there's not really like much yeah. LS perspective on it. Some of those rumors are kind of like conflicting. I don't feel comfortable going with anything I've heard right now based off of that. Uh, but I will say that like, I've not heard that anything crazy happened. Like uh, I don't believe LS has murdered anyone or that there were like any HR related issues. Well, or... he was talking about how bad his uh, like connection was right now. Maybe there's not good connection in jail. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> But no, like I just I want to some somewhat say that like if there was anything insane, I think Mark and I would probably be pushing a lot more to like figure out what the hell is going on. But for well, right now, or, I think, or we would be a lot more like, whoa, this deserves some space, you know, like the way I as as the the rumors we've heard have not been as dramatic as some of the things that have happened in the league scene historically. Um, yeah, in that sense, you know, like. I, I, there's a lot of situations where you're like the, the Chris thing, like still no one knows what happened with, with Chris kind of situation, yeah. CLG coach stuff. Like, I don't think it's like on, on that level of things going on. So the, the other thing is um, like, I actually kind of feel like people should be able to read between the lines. Like in terms of you go look at the fudge interview and cause I think things got really hyperbolic uh, over the course of the weekend. You know, people were like, the well, players are hard protesting, um, and the sky is falling. And are you? Can you hear me? Okay, you're right. What are you doing? You're shifting. Uh, my 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 audio oh, freaked out for a second. Okay, yeah. I was just saying uh, that I think it's not that difficult to just realize that there was clearly some sort of disconnect between the coaching staff and the org, or LS and the org, or something along those lines. Like things got really crazy this weekend as, as fans were like, all the players are hard protesting and uh, like, are these players going to go back to like Korea now? And what is like, it's just, things kind of got crazy. I, you know, I did that interview with fudge where he said like, this is probably like the best case scenario given how things were just not working. So, uh, like I again, I think I am. I would say I am waiting, much like everybody else, to kind of hear. Hopefully, you know, LS shares some perspective at some point in time if he feels up to it, and C9 shares their perspective, and then everybody can kind of go from there. Because in this vacuum space, I feel like people are just losing their fucking minds. The other thing that's really tough about this is like, I will say LS has a massive fandom, and it's been a little disappointing and a little scary because one of the things I have heard is that there's some like kind of concerns around making sure that people don't get caught in the crossfire on this stuff. A great example of this is like, I did this interview with Fudge. This is not the vast majority of the people that I saw uh, reacting to the interview, but some people were like, wow, uh, 
Fudge didn't come out and like super defend his best friend LS here, even though obviously they just like posted a pic. Like I think LS posted a picture with Fudge and like thanked him for everything. It's like Fudge must have been a huge component of pushing him out of the org. And like some people are so passionate about this topic that it's um, a little unnerving. I think in terms of I don't know. I I think there's just a, a pretty big concern of like. People don't want the players to get caught up in all this stuff, especially, you know, because who knows how much involvement they had. If, if there was nothing involved, then, like, you don't want people coming after them. So it's just been, it's been a kind of a weird uh, while. But I, if you, I will say the same thing that I said for the Max interview that I did. If you don't appear, because you think Mark and I are going to push out some half-assed rumors that we've heard um, from, like, one side and... Uh, like that's just not what's going to happen. So I'm feel free to let the viewership drop back down to where it normally is. But uh, I'll I'm not say, in the business of just like TMZ rumoring out like one side's perspective. We won't do that, but we also will probably tell people with the craziest ideas to shut up. Um, and there are some crazy ideas that are just like not right, and I'm I'm fine saying something that's like clearly not right. Um, because there are some some really really weird ones that I'm pretty confident like. Some people still think this is a hoax and that Cloud9 is like in yeah. and LS are gigabraining them. Like, uh, no, no, that's not true. So we will still like comment and try to provide context in areas where or like, like you can on your chat, try some, to... people were saying some sponsors might have wanted him to get fired or something. Like there's just some weird people are reaching really crazy. Or like that Max and Fudge in their interviews are like lying for some reason and like when you know they say like oh i don't think like the reason we lost was just like the sudden like emotional damage of ls leaving you know like no i think we can take trust their word there yeah <laughs> you, know, you know like i don't think i don't think we need to say that you know when when fudge in his interview says like oh you know like i somewhat knew this was coming that it probably wasn't you know some insane thing you know like some of that stuff you can kind of read like just take their word for it they're, they're probably not lying if they're willing to go on air and, and say these things but uh the other thing uh that i wanted to say was that i think we're all pretty bummed about this mm. um like i am too much of an idiot to ever say if ls was this genius drafter who could i mean there were there were in the in the post game thread no offense to ls because i know he's here but there were some people in the post-game thread that were like, wow, Alice's departure has just sent League of Legends drafting back to the Stone Ages, and it'll be at least several years before we can actually recover from this as a sport. I really like Alice. He shows up in my chat, tells people to sub. He has uh, actually been one of the best content creators for me to work with. He will like bur be burning himself out and still be offering himself to come up on Hotline League. Uh, I also do not necessarily think that Ellis's departure has killed all of Global Hall Esports' ability to draft compelling teams um, or lineups for years to come. Uh, I think that's a, a strong response. Um, but I will say this. I, I, you can go back and look. I had this tweet where I had said legal LCS is like in the most interesting place that's been in, in, in years. I listed several reasons, one of which was EG looking interesting. So sadly that's not maybe going well, but one of the biggest reasons was obviously what LS brought to this league, because mm -hmm. I think 
Peter, myself, so many people had said this whenever he first got announced that he was joining, which is like, love him or hate him, everyone's going to be talking about him. And C9 dominated the conversation and brought in a ton of passion. The memes around the Church 9 stuff was hilarious. Uh, the fact that, like, the LOL Esports account or the LCS account could be tweeting out, like, today's sermon with, like, an item and an unusual pick. Like, it, it I think, really had LS, ironically, not being a player for the LCS, created a, still created this, like, kind of larger-than-life figure that gave people something to talk about in a way that, like, quite frankly, they don't, it's not like Bjergsen's causing that. He's a great star for the league, but, like, it, uh, there was just so much entertainment value uh, that he he brought, regardless of his uh, a analysis. So uh, I I think all of us are, are really bummed that whatever happened happened, that it didn't work out, and that presumably he's just going to leave the LCS. And now instead of him uh, playing a central role and people rooting for C9, Ellis is going to go back to. Uh, molding about the picks that we have uh, and, and complaining about that. So now instead someone, we're going to have uh, the ire of him as he's been scorned. What Someone what says, is, is, this, is this a eulogy? And it's like, that's actually the exact opposite. I mean, like, obviously we're sad about him leaving the scene, but some people are like, wow, just, I'm shocked. You know, I'm shook. I'm like, I, I don't know what, what's up and, or down anymore, you know? Since Pe people saying... Don't make jokes about it because it's too early or something like that, I think is a little It's silly. like, bro, he's not fucking dead. He's going to probably, I mean, like, obviously it's, it's a tumultuous time in his life to go from like, what was his job to like having to, to decide the exact next steps. But it's not like he's, he's gone and like, you know, pouring out for your homie. He's he'll still be, with us in our hearts, guys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's been tweeting. He seems in decent spirits for like, you know. The, the fact that this has happened he doesn't seem you know he's he's memeing with joe marsh a little bit saying based in shit you know like i i don't think we we need to act like this is like the end of the world as if literally this is like we're never going to see him again he'll probably be doing his his shows and streaming in in a, a week or two i don't know exactly the timetable that he'd have but like you're gonna see him again guys it's gonna be okay <laughs> all i just want to recognize is like look I think all the content creators, all the, the, I don't want to speak on behalf of everybody, but I feel like everybody enjoyed at least he was a, a great person to talk about and with his involvement with the league. And so his departure, I think is a loss regardless of how you actually well, felt about. Uh, and be, beyond like the, the day to day, like obviously any given day that they, their games are always interesting, but I think like seeing the influence he could have over a full season would have been something I was really interested in about going into best of fives and then seeing how his international teams look compared to most North American teams. Because I feel like um, one of the criticisms that people have had for North American teams is either they play really slow or they just like do bog standard meta stuff and they don't really innovate at all. And I think seeing what would have happened with him at the helm of presuming they made an international tournament at an international tournament. And so like to that sense, like while obviously the, the four games we saw of best of ones were great. That's not exactly like satisfying to the whole, like will LS's like philosophy work, you know, like, yeah, it clearly worked for two weeks, but, but it wasn't like this was a best of five against team liquid or something where he giga brained them into the ground, you know, like that would have been fucking insane to see. And I, I'm just sad. We didn't get to see anything like that. I mean, I'm sure he's disappointed, but I was thinking about this yeah. uh, the other day. 
in some sense, this is the perfect situation for him because in the hearts and minds of his followers, LS will have always saved North America. Cloud9, with their 3-1 record at his departure, would have won Worlds. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... It will always have been this thing that, like, probably could have happened to the people who really uh, believe in his philosophies for the league. And so I'm sure he's not happy about it, but also, like, I'll always just be able to say, like, oh, yeah, this we definitely would have... We would have won Worlds with this, you know? Whatever happened, yeah. if they win, they lose... It's all just... No matter how far C9 gets without LS, you just have to meme that they would have got farther with him. They could make World Finals and lose in Game 5 by the littlest bit and be like, well, if only they had LS, they would have been the dub. Right and not there. only that, because if like the, the better they do, this was LS's team. He built it, you know? It clear, yeah. oh, that's, that's why it's fine. The worst they do, well, LS could have saved this shit, and uh, look how bad it got. They were 3-1. I... I do find, again, I liked LS. I do find it very funny that people hold the 3-1 record, like four games of best of one as like... I know. Oh, pe God. People will be like, like pe Fudge said, you know, this was the best situation because it wasn't working out or something. And people are like, what do you mean it wasn't working out? They were 3-1 as if they'd been on this like 20-game win streak. You know, it's, it's, it's very funny to me because I'm... I'm not saying it wasn't working. I'm just saying it's very funny how much people yeah. are holding... I mean, wielding for, the 3-1 banner as if... It's, it's it's funny because a lot of people will also be like, best of ones are shit for determining how good people are, you know? <laughs> yeah, Especially yeah. in short time frames where people haven't adjusted to the meta yet. And then they're like, LS has proven in these two weeks. And I'm like, what if there was like a mid like what if you just I don't know, you know, no, no shots at, at LS because it obviously was doing well from the outside looking in, and this is this is why it feels bad, because like from the outside looking in and how the content presented the situation it looked like things were going well yeah that's why, why we were also bad. shocked about it i literally right. thought it was a joke mark was giving me shit earlier oh oh yeah yes, I will go ahead and then we'll right take now. the calls but give me the shit uh, I guess. yeah well, we'll do this and then we'll, we'll get into calls but like it was just funny to me how on the broadcast we broke the news and like there, it was a little meme -y, but like we were not like this is a joke like we were like wow this is crazy we were saying like i can't believe this has happened we have max waldo on the stage you know like we broke the news and then like both Fion and Travis were like, I have just confirmed with independent sources that this is in fact not a joke. And it's like... Because it looked like a joke. Here, okay, because here's what it was. They tweeted it at the same time as you guys like went with it. And then you and I talked about it later when it turned out that like you guys kind of knew what was coming from, like up before they had yeah. given you guys some heads up that the tweet was going to go up a very, at least a very short amount of time. I don't know the details, but uh, but like the tweet went up and I literally was like, Oh, like this is a funny joke. I guess LS is like they've decided to let Max be on stage today in, in his stead, or like LS couldn't come into the studio today. It's because this all the C9 Twitter account does is meme. When they posted that very simple meme thing, like the the press room was like ha ha ha. And I was watching and I was half paying attention because like Fiona and I were talking about the meme you joke. You clipped me. You clipped me before you confirmed it. I clipped you because I didn't actually. When I tweeted that, this era, I'll, I'll reveal this live to you. I clipped that because I like was talking to Fion about stuff. I looked up and you're doing this a bunch into the camera, and I'm like, "This is funny." I'm just gonna pull it up on my phone and like clip it because it the camera just got stuck on Mark and he noticed it, and so it's just funny. I'll tweet it out. I didn't realize until later that that was you, literally in shock. But like, whatever, whenever I would need to go back and watch that because whenever Dash like read it, I feel like it was it was you, Emily, and Raz, right? 
I feel like Emily was like, haha, yeah, I would have expected this. And Raz was like, haha, yeah, this is crazy. And all you guys were taking it so light rather than being like, what the fuck just happened? Like everybody else in the world. And so I was like, oh, like they're playing into the joke. Like this, the broadcast is in on this joke, this tweet. And like, look, a bunch of people in the chat also say that they thought it was a joke as what? well. What? So. I'm rewatching how I'm talking about it. I'm like, this is insane to me because from the outside looking in, I don't know what would have happened that would have made them pivot after they invested so many resources. Like I was talking about it normally. I thought you were playing it up. Was that it's so dude? It was so me. mind. Like it, you had you had like a little bit of notice where you knew it was official. For so many people who were like, I I literally I mentioned this I think, but I had pl I had planned yes. on doing an interview with LS, no. and so. I no. was just like, what the fuck? No, journalists just, you know, they have to confirm with their independent sources. No, I was tweet. like... Guys, breaking news, I confirmed what was look, already Look, if this confirmed. was any other team other than C9, I would have been like, oh, what the fuck? But they just constantly shitpost on their main all the time. And, like, obviously LS is, like, a huge part of this beef thing. So, like, I just had no... It seemed completely... Yeah. McGreg says, I literally thought it was a joke until you confirmed. Well, I don't know. Watch the broadcast, everybody. We're breaking news now. Who needs journalists when you have the broadcast? Yeah, go watch the broadcast. They they will they'll give you all their good news. Uh, <laughs> can't wait for you guys to bring up the Shenyi clip of him shit talking tactical. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, because you guys broke that one, not Reddit. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You guys. <laughs> You play it safe on the broadcast. Okay, let's... Yeah, uh, no, no, no. All right, so for this one, I probably won't do the spiel because most people, I mean, we're, swam, we're, we're sinking in, in takes already anyways. Um, so I won't do the spiel, but what I will say is I've only pulled LS-related things right now. And um, whenever we get Dom on, I'll do another round of pulling people for TSM-related things. So these first five takes are pretty much all C9-related. Um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. I was only half paying attention to what you said, but um, let's go for it. You want to go grab somebody? Oh, he's going to grab somebody. Okay, thank you, by the way. We've been getting fat subs in the chat. Axios gifted five subs. Hatsonomiku, thank you for the 10. I think you gifted another 10 later. Uh, if I saw Shampoo gifted uh, seven, I want to say. I'm going to, we'll go through them here. I'll see if I can get as many as I can get right now. Okay. Hatsonomiku, thank you for the gifted subs. Fisher Molson. Uh, Kaiserstrauss, okay. Uh, not Neath is here. Is it Neath? Yeah. Okay. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. Nice. Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I wanted to talk about how uh, the prediction for how LS uh, was released was because... Uh, sorry. Speculation, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Speculation is that... Uh, that some countries like uh, the UK and uh, Korea who do like these investment... Uh, visas uh, they're starting to realize that like with all like the tension around Russia and how much like they're investing in their country that they can't like do that kind of visa anymore so they're going to take away uh, the visa and so that's why LS has to he has to like leave because his lawyer told him but like uh, in confidence because he can't like leak it right wrong so then uh, I appreciate the it's very creative but I there's no it's definitely not that uh, I don't know Mark if we if we were pulling so that we can, uh, we can. I said we, shoot would, we would shut down some of the ideas. The the visa oriented angle is one that I've seen said so many times, and there's like different spins on the visa angle. I, yeah. I 
I, I don't. I admit I did not. Uh, I was spacing out because I, I was reading to another thing. So why is Twitch chat freaking out? I, I think it. they're just freaking out because the, they don't think that the take is reasonable. Sorry, Neath. I'm not trying to be a dick to you. Uh, oh no, it's okay. Uh, it's just but, that this is I, the reason I pulled it was because I've seen this taken so many times. And yes, I, I will, a lot of people set, think that the visa the, stuff. Yeah, I, I want to try and dispel some of like the the more. I don't want to say outlandish, but like the ones that are very speculative, because that's one of the things that people were saying, like, you know, that I think this is, is one of them. So there, there you go. I can, here's one way I can tell you, Neith. Neith, if this was true, I think everybody would know it by now. And there'd be like three articles that would have gone up very quickly about it. Um, because like, if you think about it, people were pretty aware of like the core JJ stuff. Whenever this is sort of like a legal documentation thing, like it's not, that's not the type of stuff that people like really hold on to, you know? Um, and so that's, that's part of the reason why, like, it's just, it's definitely not visa related. Also, like he is an American citizen. So I don't know if you meant like this was in relation to yeah, him his getting Korean his Korean visa. citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, that's not, a, that's not a thing. Um, and they would have figured it out beforehand. And like, I, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, and I think it's kind of fun to try to pull in, like, geopolitics into this, and sometimes geopolitics does have uh, a pretty big impact in League, and sometimes you see senators from other countries tweeting out Alice's time with coaching on different teams, but, like, this is a situation where uh, it was not, it was not uh, visa-related. And I'll say this, like looking, trying to read a little bit between the lines about like the circumstances around it being that Fudge, whether it's because he's friends with LS or because of just how the things were going with the team, seemed to have some indication that this potentially could have happened. The fact that it was a, happened to LS after they put a lot of resources into him, it wasn't like, oh, we'll try and figure it out going forward. It was like, this has to happen before the stage games. And that's another point. It happened right before stage games. LS said that he ha found out four hours ahead of time. Um, you know, all of those things seem to indicate that there's like, if it was a situation that you could have waited until the end of the weekend, but he was being relieved of his duties, uh, you know, he's being released before the weekend and you kind of have to like, we're going to see on broadcast that it's not him on stage. And like, it had to have been a, whatever happened, there had to have been a reason that he was not on stage that day specifically. Uh, and that, you know, they informed him last second. So like. I don't think some of the, like, I think a lot of the theories can be shot down as soon as you think about it like that. Right, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I saw the, like, I, th I thought this, like, day one, right? But then, like, the Fudge interview came out, and so I was just like, oh, well, I guess he knew, like, in advance, so pro it probably, like, is not that, right? Because why would he know if it's a immigration issue like that, that... All right, I think some people here, this is also their first time watching the show. Why did we pull a community take on a community show to respond to the community? Do you guys not know how this show works? <laughs> if it's just us talking about things we've seen in the community, like, of course, we're going to rather have people come on and say the take and explain it so we can respond. It's it, This is a community-driven show. If it's just, well, you could have answered this without pulling him on. That's true for literally every fucking topic on this show. We could literally just make a two-hour podcast of us rambling. <laughs> We pull community takes. That's what uh, we do. Thank you, thank you, though, Neith. I know, I know, we're we're cutting you short, but we have to tear through a bunch of stuff in this episode. Uh, is there? Hopefully, hopefully, you. It's okay that we uh, we used you as the sacrificial lamb for the. Visa you died stuff. on the sword for for the rest of of the people making this uh this this idea. 
uh, uh that's okay thanks I, like i i'm a really big fan of the show and this is my first time calling in so i mean it's pretty <laughs> well, funny we'll, to, we'll get you on another um, time whenever it's not you on another time for, <laughs> for that's not just like shutting you down is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller uh just shout out to you guys for uh, creating great content shout out to cloud nine because they're a great org and even though they made this decision i mean they're business right they kind of got to make the right decisions and uh yeah yeah thank you so much we'll yeah. catch you next time thank you all right travis what'd you say to him because I'll, I'll be honest i was looking at the next calls to try and pull things i went so I, I wrong heard... answer uh was That's, oh so you were the jerk because i was gonna let him go and then correct him but you were yeah. the jerk i was just, i, I mean once i once we started getting into like the russian stuff i was like i don't I, we don't we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to spend a ton of time on this on this one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It was just supposed to be, hey, this is a thing going around. We're gonna correct it and then yeah. go on with our lives. My apologies if uh if I looked like a jerk. Uh XL or XL two three three seven, thank you for the prime, the high ground, uh Toy T Leftus, uh Kaiserstraws, Fisher Molson, uh Nime Saba, Penguin Buddy, Count Invincible. Kensked and we are back. C9 King Dabs. Uh, Osprey, is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, you could say just say pray if you want. What is it? You could just say pray, it's quicker and easier. Pray, pray where are you calling from? Calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Another Canadian. What do you want to talk about on the show? All right, so I wrote down is uh, Jack not making update videos and letting the social media team take care of things is the main cause for all this damage. It's happened to C9 in the past before. Think of the Tempos uh, amateur situation, I think, last year, where Jack just got a ton of hate for no reason, just because we just want to shit on the CEO. So that be means CEOs need to speak to their fans about what's happening to avoid this drama instead of letting just the meme team take care of these huge announcements. Uh, yeah, no, it's a very good... Sorry. It, no, it's very good to bring up. I am... Um, I think, for me... I look at the situation and I think it's a little complicated. So one, I want to address something. I've seen a ton of people on, on Reddit talk about like C9's PR department. Like I can't believe C9's PR team would let this happen. Uh, they, I, I love the idea of just imagining that there's like three full-time PR people that are sitting in like a cloud nine office somewhere. Uh, they do not have a PR team. I think, I think technically they might have like an agency that helps them on really big like non-endemic media stuff because i've gotten emails before about like oh they're partnering up with this sponsor to do this thing but like there's not they do not work with a they don't have anybody to my knowledge internally that is a full-time pr person uh maybe you should argue that they do i they should have that i don't know um they also don't have uh, a contract to my knowledge with an agency or anything like that in fact i can pull up their story um the uh, LCS agency reaches sends us the contact info for people, and I'm pretty sure that theirs is not like a internal PR person. It's uh oh, this was the one where they sent it out. That was yeah, uh, PR is amazing. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, so so they don't have that. The other thing is, it sounds like this stuff went down like a couple of hours before. I know people are like, oh, Fudge knew about it a long time before. I, my understanding, my the way I interpreted that was him saying that like he saw tension rising uh and so like this was unsurprising to him when it happened but like it happened a couple of hours before i do not necessarily think that like them posting that statement maybe they could have said like more details to come in the future or something and that would have been fine but 
I think it's okay to not rush something out in the moment of and then explain later. That being said, I do uh, kind of think that they need to figure something to put out this week. I just don't know what's going to be. Mark, Mark. No, no, I was, I was going to say, like, I feel like you can get a little frustrated at the org for, like, and not the PR team, I'd say, because, you know, rarely is the PR team, the like, and I say team in air quotes, you know, like the social team and, like, whoever this person is, because it's usually coming from the top-down ownership slash, like, you know, the, the people who are in actual upper management making a decision and then kind of, like, passing it down, and you're, like, oftentimes on the social team like just waiting for like well what the fuck do you want me to say because we're getting flamed and you know like you get like this one thing like you're not allowed to say anything just say this you know and they they word it in in that way like i don't think it's like the p i feel like usually it's not the pr team or the social team deciding exactly how much information to share who decides what information goes out it feels like it's usually more from the management team yeah um no, I mean, that's very so, true, but I, I don't want to get into that nuance, but yeah. Yeah, I just didn't want people being like, Portillo, why doesn't he share more information? It's like, I don't think... He's I mean, he's also one. not the PR, like that's social media, well, right? Yeah, but like all those things blend together in fans' minds. I, I don't know who's <laughs> they're throwing shade at. Um, I do think you can say, though, that the org as a whole could have a better approach. Like, it's nice that they let Fudge go out there and say some stuff, but they didn't really let him say anything in particular. And I think... Um, TL deserves some credit uh, for like last year when they benched Alfari. Jat went on uh, an interview immediately after it. Like they 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 let him play one game. He got benched between Saturday and Sunday, and then Jat did an interview on Sunday with you. I think it was actually Travis. No, did where... he do? I thought he just released his video. He released a, a video on Twitter, right? That was like, "Hey guys, was that what it was?" Where he I was don't like, think hey. it was an interview with me. Oh, I thought it was he did an interview with you about why Jenkins was put in, and that's when he was like, "Oh, Alfari went through some stuff in the off season. We probably should have benched, like, you know, not like forced him to take time." No, off it was just a then. video that they did. It wasn't. No, it was video. just a video. Yeah. All right, but at least you know, like, at least they tried to give some context, even if it's obviously not the full story. You're never going to get like a blow by blow building of this like escalating potential problem that you know, like you said, Fudge probably saw coming a little bit. But like at the very least, you can get the main takeaways uh and same with when jat ended up being let go tl did a press conference right in the middle of the year i don't remember the turnaround time between jat's departure and that press conference but at least they try to give their fans something to hold on to and not like freak out in this like last minute situation and i feel like in that sense you can maybe be a little upset at, at c9's messaging around the situation that you go through two whole games and a weekend and a couple of days of, of just trying to figure out, um, you know, what the hell's going on when the most popular person on your team is let go. It's also tough because I think fans have varying degrees of expectations around what, how much transparency they want. I think there's yeah. a lot of fans that won't be satisfied until the org comes out and says like this exact thing. They're all like, what happened? They want to know like, Tell me the moment whenever you decided to fire him and what it was that caused that. And like in, in some situations, there's like legal reasons you can't do that. As an employer, you have to be kind of careful about what you communicate about this stuff. I, I, I'm no lawyer, but this is my limited understanding of this stuff in, in uh, California. But two, like it's, it's really tough because do you want to just like, like what if it came out that I'm not saying this is the case, but what if it came out that like every single player hated LS and thought all of his drafts were terrible and they refused to play if he continued to do this, right? 
How do you fucking communicate that? Now, I know some people come out and be like, oh, you should just say that there was like disconnect issues or something like that with the players and whatever. But like, you don't want to create a situation where now all of Alice's fans <laughs> hate those players and where uh, the the players are are taking all this heat and it makes LS look bad. Like everyone looks really bad in that situation. So there's like a, a degree of transparency that you have to kind of choose around the stuff. You have to kind of be careful about it. And so not, I, I just think people everyone... should have measured expectations around what they expect. And like when people think about what it is that they want and from these answers, they should kind of play out in their head. Like what, what are the ramifications of some of this news coming out? Yeah. I feel like on the, like not everything's going to get breaking pointed or even like rebirthed or any of those like shows. But at the same time, if you just sit there and tank the heat, Time and time again, I think we've seen that that if you say literally nothing, it doesn't help. Um, yes. I think like you look at the hundred thieves example with Cody's son and like some of those things that went down, like that just hurt them. It didn't help. Um, and like I, you know, respect on the orgs if you want to protect the player, even though you know in some of these situations it's the player who did the the thing that like led to the situation. But like the fans, as you've seen time and time again, naturally assume the org is at fault when something like this happens until proven otherwise and like orgs can tank it if they want to but like i don't blame fans for getting mad if their org makes an unpopular decision and they do zero effort in justifying it um, yeah i think it's fair just, to say that white text on a black background on twitter is not and just saying he's released effective immediately yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like that's that, there's no like if you're a fan and you're trying to get invested in this org like why does that make you like the org it doesn't and at the end of the day the org is beholden to the org first i understand you don't want to you know, as Papa Smith is saying in chat, like, you don't want to punch down and like, you know, you're going to hurt their future job prospects. But at the same time, like you can say s some stuff, you know? Yeah. I think, I think there are some limitations. Like if you have a player or you, you have like, for instance, if you dismissed a player for like an HR related reason or you, or, you know, somebody had like a, a mental well, break or something like that, it's like tough to, you can't give those details, but no, and um, I think that's 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 one of the benefits of being like you said. You can give like a the teams were disconnected and yada yada yada. It wasn't working. Yeah, you know, at least then you're clarifying that it is not those other situations that you're saying. Like LS did not punch Jack in the face. This is not someone doing something illegal or you know like those kinds of more extreme scenarios. If you it might be unsatisfying, people will be left wondering, well, what exactly happened? But at least it will clear up the more dramatic ones that like people are right now, like with the visa call and those kinds of things that people are, are leaping to conclusions because they haven't been given anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Pray. Thank you for the call. Um, is there anything you want to shout out before we speed along to our next caller? Uh, shout out to all the orgs that uh, give us brief videos, like Noah Winston back in the past. Shout out to upcoming NA jungler Chad Jungle. Big fan of him. Hope he gets to LCS someday. Uh, that'll be all. The very funny thing, that, sorry, the one thing I thought about when you said the, that thing is, uh, people don't know this because it was after LCS changed, but uh, Immortals actually took a ton of heat for uh, in the Overwatch scene for what was called like the In and Out video, I think is what it was. Did you, do you remember this, Mark? Did you remember hearing about this? No, what is this? Uh, there was a video that Noah did for their like show where Noah took, I think it was like in the car at In and Out or something like that, or took a player to In and Out, and basically they they placed. It was kind of like the the Tafo video with the Bud Light thing. Oh no! <laughs> it was like a video I think of Noah like benching a player at In and Out, and they stuck it in their thing, and people were like, "Why did you? Why did you put that in there?" So it's just very yeah, funny. I mean 
C9 has also done the too much information thing, like when they benched Jensen and Sneaky and Sven and uh, all those guys won. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's a very it, fine line, and you have to find it, and it, it's very difficult. It can be it's hard. Case by case basis. Yeah. 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 Thank I'm you so saying, much for the call. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Thank you to C9 King Dabs. Uh, let's see. Casey Bryan, Pepper X PhD, Asmodius. Daddy, please spank me. Gift of the sub. Shavul, gift of the sub. Uh, 2012, never forget. Shadow Spectre and Smash Ika. Ika. Sweet Baby Lou, uh, C9 Blasphemy, Champlu, I Am Spacebird, uh, Grumperl Snark, Dasher777, and Prostar. All right. Hexblast is here. Hexblast, where are you calling from? San Francisco, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that it's lazy, narrative-driven, results-based analysis to say that C9 struggles this weekend were due to LS's departure. C9 has had problems for weeks, and this was just the week that everything was finally exposed. They, this is just an expected struggle for a young team, and I fully expect them to continue to follow LS's teachings even without him since they still employ so many of his followers. Mark, Any I'll let you lead this one. Um... I think this is a take that I was interested in because especially with Max Waldo trying to be like, you know, if you asked me how we we're going to lose a game, it would have been our bot lane getting blown open, uh, you know, and, and he's, he talked about that, like, and people were just like, oh, this is just coping, you know, like this is the players it, and tr uh, emotional distress, not being able to focus on the game and stuff. But I think to Hexblast point, if you look at how they lost to TL, there were some misplays around bot lane. If you look at the Golden Guardians game, they fell behind a little bit in that game as well before rallying coming back. I think, I know a lot of it was Pride Stalker, but I think he made some plays around the bot lane too. I, I don't exactly remember. Um, and then the CLG game as well, it was a bot lane party. And tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, TSM started with a bot lane party, right? TSM wouldn't stop diving bot. Yeah, I mean, they 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 just traded hex. They they flashed on the Karthus level one to trade flash for flash, and they get a repeat gank set up. Um, so on this point, with what Max said, with what we're seeing with our eyes, with some of the communication about like, hey, we're just like we're not a perfect team right now, and we're going to make mistakes. I think um, it's clear that the C nine squad, beyond LS or any any of the coaching staff as a whole, they just said like. You know, they should be beating these teams, uh, but they still have their own struggles. And they um, they ended up dropping games. I and wish I this was you, the blame it, it, game it, it, you would do, Mark. Uh, it's boring. Anyways, no, it's the, not. Like, so Mark, Mark really wants to do the blame game about the LS stuff and, like, why he left. And now we're waiting. We're in this cryo freeze. I think it's so much more interesting because everybody's going to talk about the why he left. And I get it in one sense. And, like... If you think it's going to do better for the channel, I mean, it's my fucking channel. But I, I also... I thought you'd be stoked. I mean, yes, in one sense. But I think it's, like, you know, as much as I appreciate getting views on the channel, I'm more interested in, like, finding the kind of nuanced conversation and, and, and my coverage. And I think that, like, having the conversation about is C9 actually doomed? Was this lost because uh, LS was gone? Like... Is drafting set back a bajillion years? Are we now in the dark? Like those things, I think is a little I, that uh, analytical side. I think is a little bit more interesting to me um, than than this. But you're right that it's not as spicy. And you should do the show that you want to do, Mark. I am only here I'm to not facilitate. Your I'm not creativity. discrediting. 
what LS did. I'm saying like these were issues that the team had regardless of LS being there or not. Like teams are not, every team has things that they're working on actively throughout the week and like over the course of the season. So I'm saying that like things can go wrong and these are just issues that the team has. I think it's also fair to say that LS departure did matter. I'm not trying to say like the the team played 100% normal with nothing going on when Fudge admitted as much, even if he's not saying the LS shocking news was the issue, but he said that there was outside like factors that they were, you know, were aware of when they're playing the game. Um, so I think that's, that's obvious that like, it's, it's a, like the issues that the team had are the issues that the team had, and maybe you get exposed a little harder, but um, there was consistent early game issues around the bot side of the map for this team. Um, so like, I don't know. Okay, what do you... There's a lot of Max Waldo haters out there. This is something I've noticed in yeah. all of this. And, like, that's also part of the reason I kind of want you to do the blame game because I feel like people are, like, starting to turn on him and sure. be like, actually, he sucks. This guy is going to... Like, it It feels like the passion for LS is now turning into, like, hatred for Max. And we even see it in Twitch chat right now. So, like, I don't know if this is something you feel like you want to touch in, on or maybe you feel like you don't have enough... I mean, I know, information to to say whether or not it's going to be fine or not. I don't have enough information on like exactly like I don't know Max very well. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, in that interview, the way that we started talking to each other was like, "I've never talked to you before in my life." Is right. what we said to each other. So, like, obviously, I'm not an expert on like, you know, I I don't know him as well as like I know a Parth. If you ask me to like share what I think what Parth would be doing in this situation, like I don't know what Max is doing. Um, it sounds like, you know, he's having to take on more responsibility beyond just the stuff related to the game. Uh, sounds like prep has been an issue. And I don't know if that is Max's fault or LS's. I don't know. But from the Fudge interview, prep was an issue, um, potentially. I don't know if that means uh, that's draft prep or like how they are planning how they want to play the game. Prep. Somebody in the I chat named, draft, but somebody in the chat named I'm LS says no one should turn on Max. People should only support Max. He now has way more weight on him. You wouldn't be saying that if you were a true LS fan. Uh, I'm LS. You know, you should... Yeah. True LS fans like me know that this Max Waldo guy... What, uh, He's a snake is what yes, we... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, the point is, it sounds like from the interviews with Max, with Fudge, and I think what fans should be able to see by watching the games themselves, that like C9 was not this unstoppable juggernaut who as soon as this news hit them, emotionally crumbled. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do you, but, but you agree with the caller that C9 is... Actually, let me ask you, Mark. There was a lot of conversation previously, especially in like lock-in and then maybe after the first week of LCS, that like C9 was potentially the best team in the league or they were like up there with TL or I don't know. They're they're both in both the interviews that I saw or did with them this week and they were saying they were top four, not to say that they think they're fourth, but that they think they're, it's kind of like every, yeah, all the top yeah, four yeah. competitive with each other. But what, what do you think of them right now? Like let's pretend LS had never been a part of this and you had just watched all these games in a vacuum. Uh, I think... Well, it's hard to tell because they've done so many interesting things. Yeah. And um, this is going to sound slightly offensive to call things cheese, but 
Like we've watched Nocturne. Oh, you're one of those lactose intolerance. Hold on. Hear me out. I'm just saying that like these are non-standard drafts that they've done and people have probably not scrimmed against them or played against them or had time to theorize how to beat these, these drafts. So, you know, it's hard. I would, I would be hard to evaluate cloud nine a little bit when they're winning games with, um, you know, Soraka mid and this Olaf stuff and Ivern mid, and they have this Karthus bot that gets absolutely hard dumpstered on, but then, uh, I, the other guy doesn't build lifesteal, so he can just get pre pre ulted in a fight. And then he's at like 200% health or 20% health jinx trying to team fight, you know, like there's a lot of things that I'm just saying, like. We've watched a Nocturne Funnel Strat win at an international tournament. You can do weird things and win. That was never a question in professional League of Legends, if you've watched this game for any period of time. It's, I would it's just like really, to... Go ahead. Pe- people, people can win games doing non-standard stuff. It happens all the time. Teams are winning with fu- Smite Funnel Top. And I know a lot of teams think that shit is troll as hell, but some teams are winning with it. <laughs> you know i would just like to I'm distance just, myself I'm from mark's saying, comments to all I'm the church saying, people out there uh i think that everything was very viable all those things were very meta uh i didn't say they're not viable i just said it's innovating it, i'm just saying it's hard to evaluate you know in in those first four games where you would place them. Wait, you're just six? saying it's harder I, when they're I not think, playing standard i feel like that's yeah, the simplest way of it if they if they yeah, were playing the standard it's hard to evaluate how great of a mid laner fudge is when like half of his games are on like weird shit sometimes or like same with bot lane, you know, like, but I think it's fair to say that they're an extremely talented team. The players look really good. I think they are a top four team in the league. Absolutely. Okay. Um, look at them credit claws way back, everybody. What? No, I was just, well, I start with the negative. I know. Are you, I know you're I supposed to do a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down, but I do yeah. a spoonful of shit to help the. Salad good? I don't know what the Oh, God. This one. Okay. Hey, Hexblast, thank you so much for calling no, in. No, I'm just saying. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to LS. Um, I admittedly was a doubter uh, when he first joined C9, but on behalf of C9 fans everywhere, thank you so much for being part of our organization. It was a fun ride of a short one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark, I'm going to do a quick uh, break, so don't pull anybody up. But... One, one more thing before you go. I'm just saying I wish we like... I could have seen more from this lead roster by LS. Not that I think it didn't work. It clearly worked. They're four and two and they're good players. And this is the roster he built, as he said. I'm just saying, I wish we saw more of it before, before there was the, pol- the plug was pulled. Mark Z doesn't know how to make a damn salad, says Akira. And I think that's something Bro, we can Bro, I make the best balsamic vinaigrette you've ever tasted. We're going to talk about Alienware right now, who make the best computers you've ever used i uh, absolutely love my computer this past weekend we were uh, back at the lcs for the first time in two years and we were what you'll notice if you go to youtube right now is that those videos are beautiful 4k quality we got a 20 minute interview up with max that we did moments afterwards and we were able to do that because we were using Alienware hardware. Uh, it has been awesome to be able to have wonderful 4K footage. I don't know if is anybody else doing 4K stuff in the LCS right now. Maybe the teams are with their shows or something. I don't know. Uh, but I just it's fantastic to have them as a partner because they make sure. In fact, we I was working with a, a new uh, video person this weekend while I'm trying to find somebody uh, to do every weekend with, 
And she was just like, oh my God, this thing exported so quickly. This is a true conversation. Fionn was in that room. He might have caught it. I don't know if he did. It might have been the day after when he wasn't there. Regardless, she was really impressed with the fact that we were able to export 4K footage on a Alienware notebook so fast. And maybe you're like, well, I don't need to export 4K footage. Well, you're watching my videos. If you want to watch them in 4K, you have Alienware to thank for that for multiple reasons, including the power of their notebooks, which is awesome. Uh, and, uh, and maybe you also just want to go play an awesome game. Uh, after this, after the stream, in fact, I'm going to, after the show, I'm going to be streaming Total War Warhammer 3. It's going to be awesome because I'm going to be using Mac settings while uh, streaming because I've got this awesome Alienware computer here. And it's just, it's sick. It's got a 3090 in it. They hook it up. Uh, so thank you so much to Alienware. Use the link in the description. Use the new code, which you'll find in the YouTube description as well. And uh, really appreciate their support, allowing us to continue to do, go back to doing uh, coverage live from the LCS studio every weekend. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Yes, sir. Oh, Steve, is, did Steve say something in the chat about Alienware? Steve DM'd me this, this morning, and I responded, and uh, he was like, <laughs> Alice says, heck, I'd love Alienware. Uh, Steve DM'd me this morning, and he said he was down to come on Hotline League at some point in time, so we'll have him on in the future. Uh, and then he said something else, which I was curious about, but then he didn't. He didn't reply uh, to that, so I've not heard from him about the other thing, but uh, very excited to find out what's going on. But we'll have Steve on in the future. It's really cool. I love it whenever uh, somebody says they're down to come on. Uh, is it Ika or Ika? Uh, Ika. Ika. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Have you called in previously? I have. Okay, welcome back. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take was that casters can, and other major personalities in league continuing to talk to fans like they're two-year-olds about how they don't have a right to know anything is dumb as shit. And uh, it fosters nothing but contempt with fans. Uh, you know, L LCS fans have the rug pulled from under them constantly. Every time they, you know, ask for insight into why this player or personality they've gotten invested in is leaving or uh, something is going on, uh, they just get browbeat about how it's not their, you know, they shouldn't have any interest in that. Or I guess the, not so much they shouldn't have interest in it, but... Uh, it's not their business. It's not their story to hear. And I mean, I can tell you as a viewer, it's really irritating and uh, it does not make me feel any more inclined to watch. Uh, do people um, normally tell two-year-olds that they're not allowed to know stuff? What? Yeah, you don't get to know where babies come from and Santa's real and all I just, that stuff. I felt like yeah, the two-year-old two thing was very funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> so is there anybody um, that you are subtweeting in this, in this call? Yeah, I was about to say, Ike, is this, did I do this? Is this about I think me? this did is I a chat thing. I bet you it's uh, a chat thing. I think, I think I saw Dash was like the most egregious example. Uh, Mark, I'm not gonna lie, I don't pay enough attention to know whether or not you are like a grievous offender. Though, if you are, I mean, yeah. I am offended. People in the chat are saying freak, <laughs> gonna, and I see I'm freak in the. You, now I'm gonna tell you, you don't deserve to know this shit, dude. If you're not gonna listen to me, the realist one, well then of course you're not getting the the good takes. This that's your own fault. I see, I see freak Enjoy in the chat. Enjoy your baby food. Freak, if you want to get permission, <laughs> feel free to call in and, and defend this. Um, uh, okay. Uh, what do you mean by they don't... We. So let, let me ask you this as a sort of an extension of it. What do you think you deserve to know? Um, and do you think you deserve to know anything? So I think when you uh, build your brand's identity around somebody like you know, C9 did with LS this season, uh, and you decide to pull the rug on that, I don't know 
uh, and nor am I paid enough to try and answer the, that uh, immediately. Uh, how much I need to? Your, how much you need? I mean, to you know that, that player that, that casters and broadcast people shouldn't be telling you that you don't deserve. I don't to think know. the broadcasters should. I mean, I think like some level of sympathy directed towards the fans who clearly got invested in this personality uh, coming into the season, uh, who just had the rug pulled out from under them, as tends to happen when you are a LCS viewer. Uh, I do think that warrants some kind of, oh, you know, fuck, this is unfortunate, uh, as opposed to, and now listen, guys, you know, you guys are vultures, and uh, you need to stop uh, circling the, you know, circling. I feel like it's a little hyperbole on your end, but I sure. They absolutely use the term vultures, like on broadcast. Wait, really? Yes. Who? Dash uh, or, Wait, did they call fans vultures, or? Yeah, or, was, was it Jat? I think it was, you know, I think that was like the exact terminology. Twitch chat can tell me if I'm wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Jet I think actually I just said to myself is okay. missing the pregame show. I feel like maybe maybe Jet has a little bit of uh, he's getting some flashbacks to to last last year. I don't know. Well, um, and that's another one, right? I mean, Alfa, you know, Alfari was brought in and was uh, being touted as the top as the best top laner in the league, and then he just kind of disappears. It's like, okay, well, there's another player. Uh, a lot of people presumably got invested in that just disappears without a trace, and it, it's really frustrating as a fan, honestly. I'll say. I'll try and walk a middle ground here because on the one hand, I think the way that you phrased it, uh, one part of what you said was really good about how fans get invested and then get the rug pulled out from under them. Mm. Um, where you're being encouraged to follow this person's social media. They're, they're doing all this brand building. They're trying to make you get invested through this person and then they're gone. And you're left like, a, you know, like I said, kind of holding the bag of like, well, what do I care about now? You told me to care about this person, so I'm going to take his side and, you know, like, what the fuck? I, I think that's a very understandable fan position. Yeah, um, I agree. I can to totally feel where you're coming from on that. There was something else I was going to say, but I forgot now. You and said on one hand, something. you thought that he was like yeah, one no, thing I he can't was remember was what the other hand was now. Oh, oh, here's what it was. It was that um, fan bases are fractured. You know how people always talk about like, oh, Reddit's not changing its mind. It's just different people speaking up. I think a lot of the times that casters and personalities are targeting fans that are these quote-unquote vultures or whatever was said, or like, like stop sending death threats, get out of people's DMs. Like, it's obviously painting with a little bit too broad of a brushstroke. Like, I don't think they're talking about you or more reasonable fans who are maybe just generically upset about the news versus the people who are flaming Max Waldo or like, you know, like whatever, like the, those I think are the ones that are being more targeted though. If you just say fans, that's a pretty broad term. So I can understand as well how that might feel bad. Even if you're like, you're not really the one that they're addressing with it. Right. Well, and it, I mean, it just feels like every time this comes up, we have the same discussion over and over again about how, you know, contracts, like, you know, this is the first time league fans have heard about contracts or something like that. Uh, and you know, mm -hmm. oh, there's language in it, or you know, they, this just won't come to light. And it's like, it it's that lack of transparency and that you know, I guess, repetitiveness of the messaging from it, uh, just it doesn't really stir any level of investment in me. Like it's it's very hard to get invested in a league. I mean, you know, Travis has mentioned this a hundred times with like the turnover of this league, mm -hmm. uh, the lack of explanation into any decisions that are made, and just the uh, pure, almost at times, what feels like randomness of it. Uh, and the knowledge that you're never going to get any closure on any of these things uh, it makes it really hard to get invested as a fan. Like I, I found myself uh, really put off from the broadcast this week. I didn't continue to watch, uh, and I don't know that I will this bit because it's like uh, I got invested in the LS train. 
and uh, the EG train, and both of those are, uh, I mean, EG might get back on the rails, but the LS thing's a pretty big field bad, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, some of this is beyond, well, on one angle, some of it's beyond our control, because, like, we're not going to be the ones usually, we're not a reporting agency, we're a a broadcast. Um, oh, what are you talking I, about? I, I thought that you were taking yeah. over. For... <laughs> that was fucking was that what you were saying earlier? <laughs> I, I was kidding. Talks big okay. and then look at him now, backing away. <laughs> now, can I, I don't expect that, but like, I'm not expecting Raz to be like, okay, look, guys, you know, I've got this inside information that I'm going to share with you. Like, I don't expect that. That isn't my expectation of the broadcast, but I think there's like a healthy middle ground there. Yeah. Uh, to be reached. And, um, yeah. you know, a lot of I, the, a lot of the transparency expectation needs to fall on the orgs, uh, but I think that's something that needs to be you know. The, uh, well, the thing know. you said <laughs> that I really appreciate the most is uh, that made me kind of think about this. Is okay. I've had mixed feelings about how much like C nine has an obligation to come out and explain everything and how what the level of transparency they should be. I think it probably varies depending on the circumstances, and maybe with an agreement. Like if LS is like, look, I'm not going to shit talk you guys if you don't shit talk me and. Whatever, like, I, we don't know the details, right? But I think what is very valid, and I had not really thought about this, and so I really br- appreciate you bringing it up, is I think you do need somebody to come out and give you a reason to continue to support. Like, that, right. that is kind of what I was getting at with my, my message when I asked Max and Fudge for an interview or, or something to say to the fans at the end, where I was like, look, there's a lot of people that are worried. It's like, give people who are thinking about hopping off this hype train or uh, leaving the church, as it were, a reason to stick around. A crisis like, of faith. Yeah, like, hey, I know a lot of you came in. I am sorry this did not work out. We are sorry this did not work out. Here is why, you know, you should continue to feel like this is a team you can root for. Here's why you should continue to be optimistic. Like, we do want to innovate. We do want to keep pushing the boundary of what it means to play. And like, yes, maybe that might not mean that you're going to see uh, a new champion every single time in a role that's never been there. But like, this is something we want to do. And, uh, you know, come up with other, you know, get, come up with a, a fat list of reasons why like people should still be bought in and then, uh, and then do stuff. Cause otherwise you're going to have Steve taking pot shots at you on Twitter saying you're losing because LS is gone, which was fucking hilarious by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if he's still in the chat. And so, so I think, I think more than anything that that is a very reasonable expectation to say, look, you sold me on this guy. He's now gone. Give me a reason to, uh, keep believing. And I know that's not going to work for everybody. Cause some people are like, it's LS or bust, but I do think it's really reasonable to expect, uh, some sort of messaging there. So, well, and, and Travis for the, the thing I was going to record this morning for the blame game, I was trying to do more speculation about like what could have happened. Um, because I think to that point that. Uh, Ika was talking about about like fans just being told like oh well respect the boundaries respect this you know like you, you know and I think there has been a, a lot of like concern about speculating by the content creators and like I don't want to fire shots at, at my peers but like I w- I wanted to find a way to do tasteful speculation about like what could have happened for fans who like like they're not really getting walked through it about like what could have happened, you know, because everyone's just like, well, we'll wait to, to find out. And I do feel like, um, you know, it's our job to, to comment on this stuff and have insight and things to say. Even if like, we're not going to leak, you can at least say like, okay, 
they fired LS or they, they released LS, like what could have gone wrong? Like, what do we think could have happened? And to like, you know, not just throw our hands up and be like, this is crazy. You know, like, I, I do think that's, that is our job. And I think if people, people need to be comfortable with that. Um, and uh, that, that was why I kind of wanted to do it in the blame game was to, to like, if I don't know when C9 is going to release their thing. And that's why I wrote it that way versus just being like, here's a bot dive that would have happened anyways, you know, kind of thing. Uh, all right. We've got one more caller to go. So we're going to say goodbye to you and then, and then we're going to get Dominic on. We're running a little over time, which I'm unsurprised by, but uh, is it again, is it Ika or Ika? I forget. Uh, Ika. Ika. Sorry. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to my friends Charles and Jello who will end up watching this on replay and uh, shout out to Alienware and Game Fuel and uh, shout out to you guys for doing this every week it's really fun to listen to uh, when I'm doing my work so yeah thank you so much we'll catch you next time catch you next time alright we've got a special celebrity caller coming in here in a second not LS calm down so many things thank you for the prime Hydro Thimbolish Filth Monk uh, Dijkstra uh, Olive Loaf to Monster, Ethan, uh, Sev the Sniper, Shadow Beam, Fatigual, uh, 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 your wife's boyfriend, TFB Frosta, Gaffy58, it's Kyler, uh, Chef or Chief, Warden Winter, uh, J Block, Magical Cause, and Gavo. Thank you everybody for the subs. Gavo for a year. Oh, and Magical Cause too. All right. Mahmood, the man who called in. Two years ago, I think it was, or maybe 18 months ago, about LS. It was for T1. Yes, actually. LS during T1. You said he was like the messy of coaches. Uh, I don't even think we've Zidane, had you Zidane, on. It's Zidane. Zidane. Sorry. Get it right. Oh, Zidane. Yeah. That's right. That's Zidane. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, very, I know only a couple famous people from, uh, from, from yeah. soccer. It, uh, it's okay. Where, where are you calling from? Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I don't think we had you on even when... Like throughout all this stuff, so yeah, unfortunately, I have limited time. I'm going to cap this at ten minutes. So, okay. so tell me what has what has this whole experience been like for you? Okay, so hotline league speedrun starting now, uh, trial <laughs> one. Um, so firstly, just really quick, uh, Mark Z, you're watching Euphoria, a star for Allah, man. You like seeing dongles, like. <laughs> I just wonder what your girlfriend thinks, like when she sees. Big dongle, it's bigger than yours. She's like, wow, okay, uh, never mind. Okay, so we're going to continue about LS because uh, I have a limited time. So um, basically, you know, I'm very sad. I am definitely very sad. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't want to speculate because then you can slander people. And uh, I don't want to, you know, make up things. You know, we don't know. Only Allah knows, of course, and the people who know uh, are in the scene. So, um, you know, firstly, we have to talk about, you know, I, I'm sad, but I'm also happy. You know, I'm sad, of course, that he's not able to go through the entire split. I think they would have made MSI, and I think they would have at least made finals in MSI. Um, and if they ever lost, uh, it would have been because of, you know, like mechanical issues. But honestly, all their, all their you know, players are very good mechanically. So, you know, to start it off, the amount of impact he had globally Right? You have Faker playing Raka in solo queue. Soraka in solo queue. Like, even Faker knew Soraka is good. You know, he told Teddy, uh, or like, uh, who said it? Ellis was like, yeah, Soraka is very good. Then Faker smile. He look at Teddy. He's like, wow, I told you it's good. So, like, if Faker and Ellis are thinking together, I, I don't understand. 
like they must be two geniuses. It's like Zidane and Ronaldo or something, you know. So this is just one thing, right? Of course, you know, Fudge playing enchanters, you know, of course, Fudge is his friend. So, you know, they, they have a good relationship. They're able to, you know, work together. Um, you know, some teams, you know, you see in Champions Q, these mid laners are trying to play Ivern and, you know, like a Blaze Olive, I believe. I saw him playing Ivern. Uh, you know, kind of crazy. Um, it's just so much stuff. Like, this guy is a genius. And if you don't think, if you don't think otherwise, you know, they're always going to be haters, right? Like, you know, I have haters, and you're not supposed to listen. Alex doesn't listen to haters. You know, maybe it takes into their criticism from time to time, but in the end, it is, you know, he he does what he does, and he is a winner, and he is, you know the top 1% of Giga Brains, you know? So, you know, I just imagine what he could have done, you know, if he had more time. Um, you know, he increased single-handedly. People are watching LCS because of him. You know, K-Drill is watching. He's getting up to watch uh, C9 games. Doublelift watching C9 games. Uh, only C9 games. He's not watching anything else. Okay. Um uh, you know, all this, it's like, uh, me too, by the way, I honestly stopped watching League of Legends, that's why I wasn't on for a while, and then I see, wow, Alessis Kosh, GG one play, I'm going to watch every game, and so I start watching behind the scenes, I start watching everything, it is so much fun to watch, so, you know, it is sad, but also I'm happy, because my main point is, I think Alessis can get a job in Korea as head coach, and I think he can do great things in LCK because, you know, when I called first time, it was more like Koreans, you know, the the relationship between LS and the Korean fan base was very bad. Uh, or not very bad, but, you know, they didn't have support for him, which is why, you know, he was initially casted to be the head coach for T1, but, you know, they obviously didn't go uh, through with it. So, you know, he now has the fan base of Korea behind him. You you saw the tweet, someone, I think he tweeted in Korean or something, but you know, this translation, you know, he said like, I really appreciate all the positive comments and everyone is, you know, being so kind. Everyone is, you know, loving it. So I think uh, he will definitely have a shot at getting, you know, coaching job. So, you know, I kind of granted a bit too much, you know. Well, here, uh, I've, got to, I've got to rain on your parade. I'm so sorry. LS, I mean, he said something similar before the start of the stream, but he said in the chat, I will never coach again in an official setting. Wow. Okay. So, uh, LS, you know, it's okay. You know, we can go back to 1v1 coaching, you know, like <laughs> individual players. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, I think. To, to so now you're, you... so you were happy, but now I assume you're not happy. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I really think he could do it, but, uh, uh, you know, it seems like he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I can agree with, I mean, I can respect it, you know, it's up to you. I'm sure it's a lot of stress, you know. So we're human beings, you know, we can't do more than what we are capable of, right? So, what, Well, what I was going to say, too, uh, what you were saying about getting everyone to play these champions and, and do all these different things. I think one of the reasons I'm most sad is kind of what I was saying before about, like, the longer sustained that success of that philosophy and approach was, the more undeniable it becomes. Um, and that's that's definitely why I was saying before when people, I think were misunderstanding what my point was, that like it sucks that it ended so quickly because it wasn't 
like this sustained period of time. Um, and like, you know, I wonder if the people who were haters, like, are like, oh man, fuck me, I'm totally wrong. Or if they're going to like flip flop back, you know, like, I think that's, that's why I'm sad about it. And kind of what you're saying about like, you know, getting everyone on board. Everyone's tried Soraka mid, everyone's tried Ivern mid, but like no one else has fucking played it yet. And it's, it's kind of annoying, you know, it's like, well, was yeah, he right yeah. or wrong? You know, like he won two games with this shit. Like where, where is it? Rest of the world? Is it just exactly like, yes? Yeah. No one has the balls to do it right now. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm saying I'm I'm sad because like I think people will and kind of be like, well, it's four games of best of ones at the start of a regular season. Like, you know, I don't I'm not convinced this is the best thing or this is the right approach. And like that, that that's where I was saying like that's kind of what you can like is is it at this point? I, it just sucks that there wasn't more uh longevity of like the, nope nope this is undeniable now everyone get on that train yeah yeah no i agree because you know if he had more time to do it then it would be for sure cemented and the thing is right he even said i think he said in like the behind the scenes he was like okay if people figure out how to counter enchanters then i have more in my pocket so he's even thinking you know the next step which i mean i think we all expect him to do this but like yeah, I mean, there is not enough sample size, right? You know, there are always really stubborn people, right? So, they, uh, four games is not enough, right? So Yeah, and to be fair, someone said that it was played in Academy. I meant uh, top regions. It hasn't been played by anyone else yet uh, in, like, the, the major four, if you count those. Uh, at least as far as I'm aware. I could have my data wrong, but um, I haven't... It was played by Pretty on Immortals Academy and stuff, and I know I saw it in, in Champions Q, but... Uh, on that point as well, I think one thing LS deserves as well is has a lot of unique takes on on the meta, um, more so than any other. Myself and like I don't have many very many fucking unique takes. If you're like, what do you think is going to be really interesting this patch? I'm like, well, the things that were meta that got nerfed are going to be less relevant, and the things that were buffed are going to be slightly more relevant. You know, um, and that's why I think uh, it would have been cool over the course of as patches iterate as well, because we didn't get like a big meta shift between when LS started and, and now, you know, like you didn't get to see if new things cropped up, how he integrated them and stuff like that, I guess is what I'd say. How are, how are you? Are you, so Mahmoud, now that LS is gone, are you done watching LCS? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, the only shot we have is TL and I actually think TL can do it. Uh, they can do very good internationally because they have a bunch of hard workers, you know, uh, Buibo, of course. Uh, Santorin is very good hard worker. Um, what is it? Bjergsen, of course, and uh, Hansama Korjeje. Like this is so good. And by the way, like, are any of them? None of them are. Wait, none of them are any. <laughs> what do you mean, Korjeje? Okay, was man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote unquote. Okay, man. Uh, never mind. So He's yeah, legally I legally. Mean... An American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, I'm legally uh, yeah. American as well. Mahmoud, okay, I'm Mahmoud. legally American. Here's the thing. <laughs> C9 is still the team that LS built, right? So if they keep those five players, they they have like his his people there. Shouldn't it at least be worth your time to, to check out and see how they do? Believe believe in the players that LS believed in. Yeah. No, this is true. Yeah, yeah. So like what I usually do is I just check the Reddit thread, like who win, <laughs> who lose. Because <laughs> you know I, 
I'm a busy man, you know. I got school. I got, you know, I have to do stuff, you know. Mark, like, we really on. need to start focusing on the Genshin channel a little bit more, okay? Because this everyone's, is a... everyone's. Le Does LS play Genshin? Does he want to come on our Genshin show instead of this? Can we get him into oh, it? Game. I want to hear his fucking crazy picks. He's gonna be like, Amber's actually secretly the best character at Genshin. <laughs> uh, um, I will. I'm down to play Genshin with you guys, of course. Okay, you know? fantastic. I'm also. What down. is Genshin? LS says, "What is Genshin?" Oh my god. Uh, no. LS, we're that's, ready that's to take you on a that's... wild ride. Uh, yeah, 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 he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. let you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, listen, I've got uh, a an emo traveler build that will be amazing. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, but in all seriousness, uh, I do believe in these players. Like Berserker is insane, uh, and I think you know they can still do very. They're still a uh, top three team for sure. Um, but I just don't know. Like maybe Max Waldo not have enough balls, you know, to do the things like you know LS is doing. LS says but... support Max Waldo. I do support Max, Max Waldo. I literally see on Twitter, you know, I'm always, you know, trying to did like. You, his did you see their game on Sunday? Did you see their draft on Sunday? Oh my goodness! I thought was... I wanted to cry, you know. What? It was crazy. No, 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 no. The CLG one or after that? The... No, the the TSM one. Nocturne, Oriana, Karthus, uh, Camille, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's Senna. True, that's, true. that's a crazy that's draft. That's they're they're okay, still doing okay, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so maybe maybe I do watch. Like, just highlights though. You know, not the full game. <laughs> Great. Love to hear it. Okay. Uh, I will say goodbye to you, Mahmood. Anything you want to shout out before uh, we say goodbye to you and bring on Dominic? Yeah, so we need to shout out a lot of things. Uh, Twitter.com slash Mahmood Ibn Zuba1. Um, Shout out to LS. Habibi, you know, take your time. Uh, you know, relax. You you have a lot of things on your mind. Um I hope you're doing okay. Um, you know, just remember you have a lot of fans, you have a lot of support. So, you know, we love you heart in the chat, please, for LS. Um and also shout out to Game Fuel, Grubhub, Alienware, you know, still using the Alienware monitor. Uh, I, you know, still using Grubhub. I don't really use because you know I'm trying to be healthy. You know, eat at home. Cook they have food healthy food. You can get they on Grubhub. Healthy options on Grubhub. You, yeah, but you know, not in Arizona. Like uh, the halal foods, not good here. Like not too much. So LA maybe. LA yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good. Maybe food, maybe but, um, I'll talk to Grubhub. Maybe they'll be able to find something for you. We'll know. talk to Arizona. Of course. Uh, yeah. Franchise chains of food. Uh, yeah, LS, by the way, wants you to know, he says in chat, going to be highlights on his YouTube channel from his uh, live views. So you can you can enjoy that content there. Alhamdulillah. Okay, very good. And uh, also Game Fuel, very good. You know, I tried it out. Um, very tasty stuff. Very good for your system as well. <laughs> very good. Thank you so much, Mahmood. We'll catch you next time. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. See ya. All right, let's get Dominic on. Uh, While you, you do that, I'm going to go take an allergy pill. That's why I've been rubbing my eyes so much. Okay, great. Uh, Dominic, can you please join a uh, chat room? Uh, he's calling me right now. I need him to actually... Oh. Uh, can, can you join a channel, voice channel, on my Discord? Discord.gg slash Travis. By the way, if anybody ever wants to come hang out in the Discord... Discord.gg slash Travis is how you you join up. People hang out on it during a non... Oh, there he is. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Want me to go mute here? Uh, no, no. You stay unmuted on Discord. I'm going to call... I'm going to add you to this call on 
uh, Skype, and whenever you you join, uh, mute on Skype. Um, and I'm calling you now. Uh, oh, you muted on Discord. I need you to unmute on Discord, and then only mute on Skype. Welcome back. Um, yes, I see you in the call, but I don't see your camera on. Can you turn your Skype camera on? Yeah. At least I know everybody really comes here for the uh, the live. Okay, here we go. Nice, you're in the facility. Yeah, still working. Okay, wow. Well, I'm honored. Uh, how, first question, uh, maybe I should have waited for Mark to be here to ask this question, but how happy were you whenever you heard the C9 news break and you were just like, oh my God, I'm completely out of the fire. Everything's fine because now everyone's going to be talking about Cloud9 instead of about us. So actually, um, that is one way to look at it. But I think from my perspective is, is TSM FTX actually had one of the best weekends that we've ever had in like company history time. We won a world championship with um, R6 and then won a regional championship with Dota 2. And... You know, you, that, you that also won makes for a great weekend. A game in LCS, which was uh, something yes. something you hadn't done this year. So that's how we, you take <laughs> that those. That was actually well. first that LCS well. win for you. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge dub. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As, yeah. as oh. you could tell from your time with the team, those are, don't come easy. Uh, it's a, you got to celebrate each one of those. No, those those are hard. So um was definitely very gracious for that. Honestly, the, the Cloud9 one sucked to lose as well because... Literally, it was within, you know, grasping reach. Um, but to tell you the truth, I think the biggest takeaway is that, like, the guys are improving. And just the attitudes of everyone coming back here was just positive, And it wasn't, like, heads down, like, you know, it has been the last few weeks. And so, you know, I take that more away. Uh, I have that takeaway more than anything. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're improving slowly but surely. Do you, want to, uh, do you want to give a little brief primer on who you are and what your role is yeah. at TSM? Yeah, so, um, hey everyone, um, I'm Dominic Callis. I'm the new VP of eSports here at TSM, and that means I oversee all of our eSports teams um, and our content creators, um, and basically anything that touches eSports goes through me, um, which is really, really cool, and it's a massive, massive shoes to fill. Um, and so before TSM, I was at Gen.G Esports uh, for three, three and a half years, um, predominantly focused on um, business operations and uh, finance and that sort of fun stuff, boring operations processes. So when you hear me talk about that a lot in some of the interviews, um, I reference that. And then before that, I did uh, three years of private equity investing at a VCPE um, firm out in Boston called uh, Battery Ventures. And big thing that I did there is took old sleepy software technologies, um, combined them together with other old sleepy software technologies, cleaned them up, and then uh, sold them. So it was a lot of fun, great time. Um, but that's how I ended up here. And yeah, so happy to be here. Massive shoes to fill, and a lot of work to do. Um, as you can see, still here late at night, um, but we're, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. So are uh, you, is that your role here? You're gonna be cleaning up uh, the, LC, the old sleepy LCS team and then, and then selling that off? Is that, they brought no, you out for no. your private equity experience? No, no, no. Um, you know, like I said, I, I got here after the, the roster was, was constructed and um, basically from me all the way down to the team manager is brand new staff, um, which is exciting, right? Like it's, it's, it's a brand new era here. 
um, which is challenging, but it's it also opens the opportunity for um, you know you know a whole new idea and a whole new process, and so it's really really cool. And one of the things probably wanted to talk about tonight that was actually super helpful to this weekend is uh, we actually had our new assistant uh, uh, assistant GM join. Um, and just finally get feet on the ground here on Friday. Um, and so Glenn Yang joins us from PSG Talent, um, really, really smart guy, um, and kind of will be able to help uh, Chowie and, uh, you know, the rest of the team here. And so that was a big, big plus, and not going to lie, probably, you know, I felt at least contributed to to the win this weekend and to actually have, you know, the guy that's going to be really uh, overseeing a lot of your League of Legends esports and uh, the operations behind it. Um, on the ground here in LA, talking and working with people, you know, today working with, um, you know, this weekend working with the LCS team. And then, you know, today was in here technically on his day off, um, working with Shani and the academy team, like the, the dude's a monster. And so really, really excited to have him here and on the ground as well. So nice. one of the, the follow-ups I was going to ask, because obviously you have a lot on your plate and I yeah. think something for fans who are watching and potentially calling in, how much, um, I mean, I assume you have a lot of insight, but how much like uh, direction are you giving to the actual uh, roster building currently for TSM and like the choices about starting and stuff? I mean, I'm sure you're privy to all the conversations going on, yeah. but are, are you giving any sort of direction or is this kind of like that's its own thing that like you kind of set up and let it run? Uh, if I'm giving direction and telling who should be playing, there is something seriously, seriously wrong with what's going on here at TSM. <laughs> Um, I am a silver level uh, Alawi main top laner and should have zero input into who was starting and playing. Um, so again, a lot of that has been uh, a combo coordination with, um, you know, Parth, who's still working and consulting with uh, me on that basis. Glenn Yang, literally who, who landed here on Friday, uh, he has been working remotely, but obviously that's hard with someone working from Taiwan. Um, and and Chowie and the coaching staff, right? And so making sure that they feel empowered to to make the best decisions for the team is a big part of my role. Um, and so that uh, I'll, I'll kind of leave it there. Just wanted to get that out of the way in case people are like, "Hey, Dom, I think you should start this guy." And you're like, "All right, that's that's not really." <laughs> Mark, Mark, do we have any calls specifically about Shenny? Um, it's one of those ones where, like, yes, there are Shenny topics. Do I trust callers to come on? and represent their take. <laughs> well, here, let me ask you this then. Uh, I'm, I'm holding out for now, but we'll see. Dominic, how, how comfortable are you talking about like how long you expect the roster that played this weekend to, to play for or how fluid this is? Because I haven't released it yet, but I did a great interview with Tactical, and he was. it seems like he felt like this weekend the team was like communicating a lot better and like, uh, you know, he didn't say anything disrespectful by any means, but it, like it, it seemed just from talking to him that he felt like the team was in a much better place this weekend. Wasn't even specifically talking about the roster stuff, right? But yeah. I think also some folks might think that the, the the org did look more competitive this weekend. So is this something that fans should expect as like a permanent thing or was it only for a couple games? Like, yeah, you know, um, what are the and, kind of expectations there? Yeah, I can get I can clear sort of the the fog in the room uh, right now and and talk about uh, probably the two big things that callers will call in about. So, I think you actually referenced one of the topics a little bit earlier in when talking about LS is that when it comes to coaching and hires and people who are brought on as full time um, employees, there are California laws that 
I just can't talk about it, right? And it's as simple as that, and I, it sucks, but for it is what it is. Um, and so that one just probably won't discuss tonight. Uh, the player in Ross reconstruction, again, like I, I think we've given full power to, you know, Glenn and, and Chowie and the entire coaching staff to make the decisions that's best. And, you know, I was honest and transparent on social media as well as that, look, I'm going to give the utmost privacy and respect to our players. And so I'm not going to individually talk about any single players, right? Like Jenny's right here streaming and um, we're, we're all improving and make multiple different capabilities across the academy team and the starting team, right? And I think that's something that was set as an expectation when we, when we started this team and this roster is that, hey, we are bringing in multiple different, um, you know, communication strategies uh, and, uh, it's going to take time for that to develop and for everything to fall into place. And so all I can say is like, please give us a little bit more time to get our shit figured out and we're, we're working on it. Um, so I think that's probably as much as I can talk about on that end. But again, I think a, one of the callers made a really, really good point is like, why should I care? Right? Like you told me to invest in this strategy, invest in this idea, care about all this sort of stuff. And all I can, I can say about that is. We're working on it. Things are getting a whole lot better here over this last week than where it was before. Remember, we only had 10 days to practice together as a team. Everything is slowly coming together, um, but it's just going to take a little bit more time. Uh, and I okay. think I think I can also add on as well is that, you know, we can win in other titles. So there is a promising hope that, you know, if given a little bit more time um, and continue to invest in the TSM idea and strategy, you know, that, that we can be the, the, the trophy stacking machine that, you know, we were called this weekend in memes and can hopefully get back to our winning ways here at TSM. Because again, that's that's my top priority is, is winning here and, and continuing that legacy that was uh, cemented well before my arrival. Uh, okay. Well, it, I, it seems like, so you can't really, you can't really mention, uh, what the timeline is for, like, can I, is it fair for me to ask you, do you look at the LCS team as like a six man roster right now? Actually, good question. I haven't thought about it that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can, I can even like fully comment on that. Again, I, I don't know if there um, is necessarily a timeline. And again, a lot of that decision-making will be left up to the coaches, right? So it's like, if I'm making that decision of who should be starting and who should not be starting, there's something fundamentally wrong with the team. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that does clear up a couple of the questions in the waiting room because uh, you, you kind of, Hopped in there and said, I think what a lot of people were asking for was just an update um, because that's obviously something fans always want, as we talked yeah. heavily about in the C9 section. Fans always want the update. Yeah. Um, I think we have a couple other questions that are, I think, answerable. Despite, uh, you know, not just like, who's starting? What's, is Shenyi yeah. going back to China? Like, exactly all those kinds of things. No, I think I think uh, the entire roster is, is it's not something that I've, I've gotten some LinkedIn DMs from some reporters who were like, hey, I heard a rumor that you're pulling the plug on the whole China strategy. I was like, bro, where are you getting these ideas from? That's <laughs> not, not the plan at all. You know, again, we, we, we invested in a PCS coach. We got a PCS GM. We got our team manager that hopefully will be announced soon that she's, she's coming from the PCS region as well. So again, like this is, this is a long-term strategy and we're, we're excited to build around it. So I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Uh, Mark, do you want to go grab the first caller? Yes, I will. Okay. 
A uh, couple of quick shouts for the chat. Uh, I saw there was a, a big hype train earlier that LS was championing. Thank you, Yukaku, Dorms P, Mysterious Cat, uh, Hatsune Miku gifted another 10 subs, King of Omashu, Elmo Kill gifted 5 subs, uh, Treethan gifted sub Finkers, Cut, Ask, Askui, Phoenix, uh, and Gavo. And then there's some more folks. We'll get to them in just a second. But it looks like Zextrap is here. Zextrap, where are you calling from? Yeah, well, I'm calling from uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take was that TSM, maybe through Dominic, uh, needs to properly define their goals for the split and more likely for this year. This year is really different because they are doing a development roster. They have a lot of rookies. But it seems like, at least like, from a fan perspective, they're still doing the same things where they're benching players when they start losing, and it really clashes with the idea of a development roster. And also, like, there have been a lot of public tweets from the staff. There's a Reddit AMA from Reggie, like, at the beginning of the last year's offseason. And all those things were, like, not very specific. And so, therefore, when combined all together, sometimes contradicts each other, sometimes doesn't give you a, at least a fan the best picture of what we should expect and why certain things happen. And that, I think, at least for me, that's what led to frustration, you know, when that Shen Yi thing happened. Be uh, I mean, just because, like, I don't know, that was my take. It's like, basically, can we get some clarification? Maybe since you are the VP of esports, you are, like, you know, if, if there's anybody that we should be listening to, it should be you, so. The, here, let me, let me ask a, a more pointed version of this. Is this a development roster? Because uh, this has been the back and forth, I think, even since like December or November of last year. Mark and I have talked about it, and like it's been it's popped up on the the broadcast this weekend. So, like, what do you think this is a development roster? Uh, I think this is a developing roster, um, and so the expectations are still to make worlds. Like that should always be the base expectation for for TSM, um, and so. Whether we hit our stride maybe later in the year than we may have initially anticipated at the beginning of the year, um, I think that's probably more of a fair assessment. But um, I think when people use the uh, the term "Hey, this is a development roster," it's sort of a cop out for "Hey, we're we're not gonna make worlds, so set expectations there." But like my personal expectation, I think the expectation of the players and everybody here within the org is is still to make a strong uh, ru uh, run near the end of the year and, and, and make it to Worlds. Like, I, I think that that should be the expectation of every single LCS org. Um, and so I'll, I'll just come out and say that. It's like, I'm not gonna use this as a cop-out that, um, you know, just because we're running into some struggles at the beginning of the year, doesn't mean that we still have high expectations here for the end of the year. Uh, I think to follow up with what Zextrack said, that's long-term for the, well, the year's end goal is still to, to make worlds, of course, but for spring split to what some of Travis said about the org being like, you know, spring doesn't really matter. You know, that's not really what our focus is. What is the goal for spring? Uh, you know, is it you still want to make playoffs and like look good? I know in the AMA, some people, have, uh, I think Parth said, you know, like the manner in which you achieve your results is often more important than the result itself. So like, um, is the is there any specific goal where like we definitely want to make playoffs and if it's not that then something needs to change or is you know like exactly where is spring on that radar 
Um, I think that's a really good question. Um, and to tell you the truth, I think we're still figuring that out, right? Like, I think we had different expectations of where the team would be a couple weeks ago. And then we have different expectations where they were last week. And we have different expectations of where they are exactly today, right? And I think this three-game series coming up will tell us a lot where this roster is going forward as well. Um, so I think that's ever-changing and that's a cop-out answer, but that's honestly just kind of the truth of where it is right now. I mean, how... Okay. How bad is it that you guys, in your mind, are tied in last place with CLG? And that you've only picked up one win? It sucks. I I mean, I know it sucks, but also... Because, okay, there are some orgs that would look at this and be like, well, you know, we're we're developing... Like, nobody likes to be in last place, right? But, like, I don't know if you're looking at this and you're like, disaster. The panic bells are ringing, things are going off, everyone's like, this is the end of the world. Or kind of what Mark was saying earlier, if you were like, this is not great, but it's fine because it's spring and we're going to figure shit out. I think it's somewhere in between. To tell you the truth, like I said, at the beginning here, the fact that the guys were were coming back and like, hey, things are getting better and play is getting better and we looked more competitive. And, you know, uh, the academy team is is, uh, looking better. I think like things are improving, right? And I think that's the direction that you want to be heading in. And I think this last week was was a big sign of that. And so we'll continue to see if if we can continue that improvement going forward. Um, But I think that is the higher priority right now. It's not necessarily numbers, but are we actually making improvement as a team? And, and I think we are. So it's really exciting. Uh, um, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say on that idea of, you know, like how things were going and whatnot, and maybe this is one of those can't answer it questions, but like, was it the zero four that spurred some of the changes that occurred last week? Or was it more like the team? Because like the, the start of the TSM Legends episode, I think for it was it was using footage from that weekend was just like, squabbling and like it was like so inaudible and i was like is this is this real or is this like manufactured but they're making it seem even more hectic than it is and, you know like yeah. was it the fact that you guys went zero four um that was what caused a potential blow up or was it more like what was happening within the team and how the players were feeling about like their own like internal pressure more than, than the scoreboard thing yeah, I think it's more the latter, right? Um, and it's just like we weren't progressing where we wanted to be progressing. Um, and so um, I, I think that's as much as I can probably talk about there. Uh, okay, I know you can't talk I, about specific I... player situations, but let's. Let, I'll just pose a theoretical situation to you. You guys are in a situation where you guys are not doing well, theoretically. Yes. You... Uh, and and a decision is made to swap an academy player and an LCS player, theoretically. Who yeah. in this theoretical situation is making this decision? Like, is it, uh, is it you? Are you involved in that decision? Is it entirely Chavi? Is it is it like a GM? Like, or is it how, players how does, potentially? Yeah. How how does this situation yeah. come about? Again, I think it, I think this goes back again to the initial tweet that I had. Is like I'm not lying here. It's like I'm always going to prioritize the privacy of our players and our coaching staff when it comes to these sort of things, right? Like what you're hypothetically, theoretically asking me for is to pinpoint someone, right? And I'm just not going to do that. And I, I I'm not. I'm not. It's like I'm not asking you to to pinpoint. Like I'm. Look, whatever you guys decide for whatever reason, you guys decided Chenny couldn't be on the LCS team. I am not. For the time being, at the very least, or that it would be more comfortable having the academy. I'm not going to try to berate, you know, the answer of like, why did you do that? What was going wrong? Is like their tension between him and Tactical? I don't know. I get that you're not, you can't share that. I'm more just asking, like, kind of leaning into the caller's question around, 
what what are the goals? I also kind of want to know like who is making the decisions towards those goals. Like, is it you know who who has control of the roster or who's deciding decisions for that type of stuff? Uh, I, making, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think the 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 answer I can give you is like we're making decisions as a team, right? Um, and I think the big difference here is that look, I wanted to come on and try to give as much info as I could without like making direct points or making direct uh, things as I had mentioned before, right? And I think the biggest difference is like look. We talked about this a bunch, Travis, is that like no one from TSM really used to do this, right? Or or would come on and, and even have these conversations, would come on to Hotline League or do anything like that, right? So I think that that is where it's like, I want to come on and share as much as I can. But then there's also going to be certain points where it's like, I just can't go beyond that point. And so I, I hope you understand that. I, I get it. And I know that there are some things that you can't. It's just tough because I do feel like in most cases, you know... Like like with Team Liquid, for instance, if they made a uh, roster change, you know that it's like probably Kyoto and Dodo who are making those decisions, right? It's like a combination yeah. of like the the GM and and the uh, coaching staff, and so I think that's just probably what a lot of people in the past you could kind of say, well, it's probably going to be Andy and Parth, it, or it's Parth, yeah, exactly. yeah, or or it's just yeah. Parth, or I don't know. Uh, maybe when Bjerg was there, if they'd made this coaching change, it would have been like, okay, Bjerg was probably involved in that. So I think that's. It's more just kind of like people trying to figure out what what goes into some of the decisions that you guys make from from an individual perspective. And if you can't share that, that's fine. And I do appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this stuff because people might not remember that it is true, like TSM folks didn't use to come on. But I, I think people, if you can't share it here, I hope it's something you can share in the future because I think people have a baseline expectation of kind of knowing like, who's making roster decisions, you know? Definitely. Definitely. And, and to tell you the truth, I think that will become much more apparent, you know, as we start to, you know, introduce some of the staff through uh, the Legend series as people get exposure to that. Like I said, from me all the way down to the team manager, brand new people, right? It's none of the people that you used to know before. You can't tie names to any of that sort of stuff. So it probably does appear really, really confusing from the outside looking in. So, and I think the caller is right. Like, I think it is something that the onus is probably on, on me and the org uh, to, you know, be more public about, hey, what are our goals? and uh, where are they throughout different points throughout the year. So obviously we'll take that feedback and, and we'll work on that. So. Zextrap, I know I, we kind of derailed a yeah, little bit. Yeah, could I ask topic. one yeah. thing, I guess? Yeah. So I know the Academy team also has been doing as hot and their TSM did have an amateur team last year, but it sort of got derailed. Yeah. Do you have any updates sort of on maybe like development goals for Academy? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and also, like, whether a team is TSM is going to keep doing the combines, keep doing amateur. Yeah, definitely. Um, so th that's actually something I can talk about more. Um, so when I joined, um, we were right in the process where we were kind of asked, where it's like, hey, do we want to put an amateur team together? Do we not want to put an amateur team together? And then literally within that whole process, as I was asked that, probably on the second day of I was working, we ran into the whole a aspect of, hey, we were all supposed to be in China for boot camping and all of a sudden that didn't happen and we had to fully reverse course over the, the Christmas holidays due to, you know, visas and COVID and start rushing everybody back. And so precedent for that took, uh, you know, be became a higher priority um, to essentially start rushing everyone back, which that takes a lot of work. Um, and so 
there were discussions very early on to have uh, an amateur team and to build around one or two players. Um, but it ultimately came into the fact that like I lost my GM, I lost a m multiple different uh, facets of the team as we started, you know, going into this off season here. And there was like next to nobody here um, to, to help put an amateur team together. Right. And so, um, we will probably definitely reconsider that here later this year is, uh, as I said, more people start coming in and we start really rebuilding. Um, but, but that is, is something that, you know, I obviously care about. Um, you know, I think, uh, coming from Gen G and seeing the success, you know, that the challengers team had over there, um, something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, development, uh, league of legends will continue to be something that is a priority to me and we'll make sure it's pushed, um, more throughout the org here. Um, and what I can say is like, look, we're not happy where, you know, the record stands for our academy team. Um, but I can say, uh, you know, uh, Peter Zang and Ganasso have, have really, really, um, done a really, really good job, uh, recently of, uh, kind of moving some stuff around there and, um, Peter has become more involved in, in kind of helping with that, that process and helping with coaching uh, there. And so, um, you know, both of those guys are, are, are talented and we continue to want to improve that process as well. So, uh, Zextrap, thanks so much for calling in. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to all the new staff at TSM. As a TSM fan, it's... It's going to be interesting, you know, being sort of on the other side of not always having to win, but like seeing people develop. I really like a lot of the stuff that was going into the season. It's been a rocky start, but, you know, bay life, you got to believe. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And also shout out to all of Travis' sponsors, Alienware, Game Fuel, so on and so on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zextrap. We'll catch you next time. Is is Baylife still like the corporate soul? Like, is there like a Baylife thing when you walk in, like a banner to remind everyone what you play for? I had to talk to Dunk and figure out what Baylife was uh, when I got here. So um, <laughs> I was I was told about the the story of Baylife and and why it matters. So yes, I was informed, but okay. there are no there, there are no Baylife uh, posters hanging here in the headquarters. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Okay. Uh. Marcel, thank you for the Prime Mini Wheats. Thank you for the five months. Zachary, uh, Sexy Brioche, uh, Zamaritan, gifted a sub to Max Waldo, Team Hezzy, and Nero for 49 months. Smile Gently, uh, Chacho, Rain Man Shoots, and Joe Brent. Thank you for the Prime. Mark is back with Ventus Official. Ventus, welcome, sir. Remind everyone where you're calling from. I am calling from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. What do you want to talk about on the show? So I wanted to ask Dominic, uh, what do you believe is the biggest problem that needs to be solved as a whole on the org side of esports, and how is TSM addressing that? Yeah, um, I think it's uh, there isn't one core thing, but it's operations and processes, right? To tell you the truth, a lot of stuff, the way things were run and operated in here was... Uh, decompartmentalized between multiple different divisions. Um, and there was really no person at the helm to bring everything together, right? So content creators were kind of run in their own sort of silo and, you know, mobile was run in its own sort of silo. League of Legends was run in its own silo. And so like working on bringing that all together underneath one group, having direct reporting lines, making sure that people feel empowered within their positions 
so that, hey, the GMs in each of their roles can go out and execute on what they need to do so that team managers can actually execute on specific teams and aren't going out and everyone's trying to tackle one problem at the same time and creating chaos. A lot of this stuff just takes time, right? And, and building out these sort of systems, building out these sort of processes to, to work and fix and bring everything together underneath one big roof is a massive project. Um, and I'm starting from the ground. Um, and so that is something that will probably take me another three to six months to really get all the processes, handbooks, operations in place to where I think things are running efficiently. I'm a dual citizen with Germany, so I love to run with German efficiency. Um, and so to get to that point, it will take some time, um, but we're getting there and we're making a lot, a lot of good progress. Um, and then I think the other big thing is communication, right? Like, I think I've told this to Travis, I've told this within the discord is that TSM was very quiet and behind a closed wall. And I think what we're trying to do is slowly nudge and push people out. Like I think Travis can even say is like, Hey, you know, we're, I'm trying to help push and set up interviews this week with multiple League of Legends people. I'm trying to work to have PR work with, you know, um, Mike Scales, who is our GM behind a lot of our, you know, PC titles that weren't League of Legends and getting his face out there and making sure that his story gets shared. Um, and then we're doing a lot of cool stuff around mobile and our content creators and just working on sharing all that sort of information and being active inside the community and coming on shows and doing this sort of stuff. Like that's, that's a big change of culture here and that will take some time. Um, but I think those are the two biggest things, operations processes and trying to be more transparent and communicate more with the public. And look, it's not going to be perfect and we're going to stumble along the way, but I, I, we're, we're trying to make those changes as much as possible uh, because we can tell, you know, like the fan said, it's, it's hard to be invested in an org or in a plan if you're not able to understand why those things are happening. Um, and a lot of that has been behind closed doors. And so as I try to be more transparent and try to communicate more with the public, um, I'm doing the best that I can. Um, and it will take some time, but hopefully people can at least see there that like people here within TSM care, right? And there's a lot of people here that care. So I think we're just trying to show that uh, in, in a more outward and public way. I mean, I, I'll be honest, like, I know that myself and some others are a little disappointed that it's tough for you to speak on, like, the Shenyi stuff and the current state of the team and, you know, who's making roster decisions, et cetera. But uh, I, I don't, I, I probably mentioned this on, on the episode we had him on, but, like, people, I think, were really excited to have Speaker on Hotline League. I know Mark and I were. And that's, like, a very big departure from the way things were run previously. Like, last year... I had reached out about getting a speaker on and it just kind of felt like it went into the void and like, I never heard back about it, never heard like a decline, et cetera, et cetera. And so even if people are frustrated with the answers that you're getting, they're getting from you on this show, like I at the very least appreciate that it seems like it's easier to like get access to the players and have those guys out here uh, doing stuff. So yeah, I do, I do want to mention that. And, and we, and I obviously want to, work more with the LCS to give them that exposure as well, right? Like I think sometimes people look at the the LCS and like, hey, you didn't give, you know, enough player interviews or insight or make me care about certain players. But a lot of that is just like players aren't, you know, setting up those interviews or, or having those discussions or having, or the LCS doesn't have access to those players, right? So when Sherman reaches out to me, it's like, hey, can we get speak on Hotline League? Hey, can we get interviews to do this sort of stuff? I'm pushing players and more of the staff as well to be like, yes, come on guys, let's do that, right? Like I'd rather have a couple times where we put our shoe in our mouth and say something that we weren't supposed to say and regret that and 
have that than to have it be just a blank wall and everyone just feels like they're talking to no one, right? Um, and that that is is just a two-way road of communication, right? And the LCS has actually been really, really good to me and welcoming to me and, and you know, Chris Greeley and, and the new LCS commissioner and, and Sherman and everybody else were, were so, so, you know, have been really, really great to work with. Chris has been super, super helpful um, uh, as, as we've been working through a lot of these new ideas that are going through as well here at TSM. And, and to tell you the truth, a lot of this stuff is, is just a two-way street of communication. And we're, we're trying, I'm at least trying to push players out and staff out to, to make that uh, so that people, uh, the fans outside uh, of TSM have more access to TSM. Uh, Ventus, thanks so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Um, yeah, well, first I want to like make sure that I got um, Dominic's take correct. Um, if I could like resummarize it back to him just to make sure. Um, which is, it sounds like you want to basically make the system within TSM better, um, which ends up, you, makes talent be more effective, which helps sponsorships, which helps the industry as a whole have a more positive ROI, if that's what I'm hearing correctly. It's basically like unifying as an organization to make like it run more efficiently. Um, okay. I just I wanted to like fair. clear that the the layman's term because like there's yeah. some esports term like businessy wise where I'm like I'm not sure if people are gonna like understand or if I'm understanding correctly. So I just wanted to hear what that means to me as a fan, um, which is good good to hear. And I'm a huge fan. Um, and yeah. shout outs uh, for the end of the show. Shout out to Grubhub. Shout out to Alienware. And also, uh, so I have to plug this because I'm on here. Uh, I've been working with a Melee content creator turned down for Walt, and there's a Invent Globals award for uh, the best Melee content creator for, tw oh, for 2021. For and if you can vote him in, our biggest competition is Golden Guardians. So, uh, okay, okay. If you can okay. vote for Turn Down for Walt. Thank you, right, Ventus, you know for the try. shout out. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks. All right. Speaking of Grubhub, it's time to shout out Grubhub. Uh, they sponsor uh, Hotline League this year. If you missed the, the memo, how could you? You can do exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat or check out the link in the description of the YouTube video. And here's the thing. There's a new code. So maybe last time you guys used Ignite to get a Hextech chest. Now you can use LCS5, one word, uh, spelled out, F-I-V-E, L-C-S-F-I-V-E. Uh, Mark. Mark just said in chat, I need to feed my cats their Grubhub. They are going crazy. So uh, he'll be back in a moment. But uh, go use that. You'll save $5. In fact, let me make sure that I have the full spiel in front of me. I should have done this before because I just want to make sure that I got this perfectly right for all of you guys. It's uh, LCS5 on Grubhub. Orders of $15 and up for the first 5 k uh, you'll receive $5 off. And this is good from February 19th to the 22nd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So uh, you have a little bit more time. If, if you're watching live, you can use it right now. If you're watching, you've got to do it within the first, uh, I think the next 24 hours or so. Uh, but be sure to do that. You can save five bucks on your order from Grubhub. And if you do, please do me a favor and uh, use the link in the description of the YouTube video, or if you want to do it right now, uh, the link that's in the Twitch chat so that they know that that's coming from us because Riot also promotes that. And I would like it if uh, people just look at my, they're, they're like, wow, at Grubhub, they're like, wow, Travis way outperforms LCS. Uh, we should just give him the money 
we're giving LCS, and then that'll be great for me. Um, none of that money will get rev shared to the teams, so it'll be bad for them and for Dominic, but I don't care. Um, so anyway, please do check that out. Thank you, Grubhub, uh, for sponsoring the show. Go get uh, $5 off if you can make it in time. Uh, you, sh- you have some time, so go do it. Uh, all right, Mark, perfect timing. You're back. You want to grab our next caller? Off, off he goes. He's doing it. Uh, how do you submit takes to the show? Tickiest, it's a little late to do it now, but you can join the Discord, which is exclamation mark Discord in the chat to be able to, to uh, do it. It's discord.gg slash Travis if you want to join up. Oh, can, can I comment on, on one thing before we get to the next caller? Sure. Is I don't know. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Dom on Cloud9. Um, but... Like I, I I messed up in the comments seeing multiple times people say Dom thinking that they were referring to me, but they weren't. So like we just let to make this clear going forward, if you reference TSM Dominic, let's use Dominic for me for the full name and then Dom on Cloud9 for the short name. And then you know we'll we it's can make Dom and Dominic, here. depending on the two. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, that would be really that. helpful. Thank yeah. you guys. Uh Sentia is here, I believe that is that how you say your name? Scientia, yes. Scientia. Where are you calling from? Uh, Irvine, California. Irvine, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so uh, let me preface this with I'm not a TSM fan, but I am uh, very interested in your project in terms of integrating Chinese players from the LPL. I don't think people have done that since LMQ. Throwback, yep. I know. So uh, the main concern I have and the reason I'm not confident in your guys' success is I think that there's a large difference that people don't really aren't really aware of uh, between the Chinese esports culture specifically and how Chinese players are, are sort of in, uh, interact with each other in that culture compared to how North American players uh, interact. So to elaborate a bit more uh, so you can get a bit of context, I watch a lot of LPL. I've watched a lot of documentaries regarding that. In the Chinese esports culture specifically, um, it's a lot more direct, as in a lot of issues are addressed in basically the most direct manner possible. There was a pretty famous scene in the recent LPL documentary where the EDG coach literally just like yelled at his players for like a minute straight about how you guys are just, what are you doing, right? And then um, there was multiple instances where players would do the same things to each other, where Karsa literally told 369, how is it possible that you haven't learned NAR in a single in a single split like this is just complete incompetence like he would go that blunt right and i think this is sort of echoed in the sense that shin like this has been echoed in what we've seen from shinny's stream and that he's been critical of some of the players on his team but compared to north american culture i think that's going to be a bit of a shock because i think we're all aware um na is a little bit different this has been talked about before but na culture is a lot more wants to be a lot more conflict averse a lot more unwilling to be as direct as say that might be and i think especially since you have bring in such lpl players this might come to be an issue later on where this these kind of issues aren't addressed so i guess the question i want to ask you dominic is what is your plan to sort of actually be able to address these differences in terms of how players you know want to just sort of address these conflicts or issues with the team given these cultural differences? Because I know Spica is, has been only playing in NA, and uh, same thing with Tactical, and Huni has played in different places, so I'm not going to say anything about what Huni's background is, but at least for those two players, that will be a bit of a difference. Yeah. 
I think it comes down to communication, right? Like I think that's the same in any any uh, esports team, whether that's the League of Legends team, the Valorant team, everything else. Uh, if you can't have good communication within the team, you're going to struggle. It doesn't matter what kind of strategy uh, you use or implement. Um, what I can say is that all the players and all the coaches have been super, super vocal for what I've seen. And a lot of these issues have been talked about out loud. I haven't seen people just get upset and go sit in the corner, right? So. Um, all I can say to, to your point is I understand where there are cultural differences, but a lot of that can be solved through communication. And I've seen great communication here uh, internally um, uh, across dealing with multiple, uh, with many, many different issues. Um, and so I, I have confidence that, you know, what whatever problems uh, are, you know, developing or what will come up in the future that, you know, our team will be able to work through those uh, together, um, whether that's done in a more direct fashion, like as you stated from, you know, LPL players uh, or, or, you know, more done in, in a different fashion that may have been more traditional here to North America, but I have good confidence in, it, in our team and in our coach will be able to figure that stuff out. Scientia, does that... Uh... Could I ask a bit of a follow-up question to that? Sure. Um, in terms of communication with a language barrier, how do you think that would impact sort of what you've described? Because I know yeah. it's a lot easier to, say, rant about an issue or to be like, this is a problem when you're able to speak in your native tongue. Like, I can, for yeah. example, rant about stuff in English easily, but if you ask me to yeah. do it in a language I'm not familiar with, probably a lot harder. How do you yeah. think that can be addressed? Yeah, definitely. I think there's multiple players and multiple coaching staff uh, here within the organization that speak Mandarin and speak English, right? Uh, Peter speaks Mandarin, Chawi speaks Mandarin, uh, Pete, uh, uh, Glenn, who just landed on Friday, speaks Mandarin, um, right? And so that's just the coaching staff. And then there's multiple people on our on our players uh, as well that speak Mandarin and English. And so the uh, communication can be held in multiple different languages and you can come to differences, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, Needs to be done in English or translated to Mandarin, or happens in Mandarin needs to be translated to English. It's possible. Does that help? Does that cover it, Scientia? Um, that that certainly helps. Um, I guess I I just I just want to say I am hopeful uh, that uh, you'll be able to sort of integrate these players better because I think one of the issues we've learned from imports in the past is that if you don't integrate a lot more of their culture with them, yeah, uh, whether it's from their actual like home country or even like part of their esports culture, uh, which I'm glad you are, you know, as you stated, making the attempt to do, then it becomes a lot more difficult for you to find success. Um, yep. all, all, I, all I will say though, is that um, with the coaching staff and, uh, you know, specifically that you mentioned, uh, I, mm, sorry, let me, give me a second. Um, You're good. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure I work it in a way that makes sense. Uh, I just hope that issues like seeing players criticize uh, other players in a in a secondary manner than rather than a more direct manner uh, is going to be less common because I feel like these that was sort of a revelation of like how language difficulties makes it and sort of cultural difficulties makes it difficult for some players to maybe actually find the sort of resolution they want when trying to address problems in a team. And God knows I've seen it in, you know, my time in working in multicultural environments. 
Definitely, definitely no. And, and, and I totally agree with you. Um, and one caveat that I'll actually say is I actually think it makes it a little bit easier um, to be dealing with uh, just two different types of culture, right? Um, with, with having sort of Chinese uh, in, in North American players where I've seen a lot of teams that, you know, traditional North American teams, they'll bring in a bunch of different imports. A lot of those imports are from a bunch of different areas within inside of Europe and speak multiple different languages, right? And there's going to be multiple different cultures of someone, say, who's from France versus someone who's from German, Germany versus someone who's from Poland, right? Like those are multiple different culturing, uh, cultures and, uh, and um, you know, melting pots within Europe as well. So what I can actually say is like, I understand your point and I understand where you're coming from. Um, but what I can actually say is I actually think a lot of that direct versus non-direct communication is actually already being addressed here with, with, within the team. And there's multiple people, not only on the coaching staff, but, um, you know, within the players as well, that are being able to address that in actually a really quick and, and, and healthy manner. Um, and so I, I have a lot of optimism for it. Um, and so I'll, I'll just leave it with that, but uh, appreciate, appreciate your point because I think it's a really good one. Thanks. Thanks so much, Scientia, for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, shout outs to Alienware. You know, good. I used one of their laptops before. Pretty solid. You know, thank you. Thank you very much uh, to them, obviously, for this show as well. And also, um, you know, uh, sort of shout outs to the LCS broadcast. They've been doing a good job in improving their overall stuff. It's nice to see and uh, hope to see more interesting stuff in the future and also hope to see uh, more support for the collegiate scene as someone who's uh, been involved in that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, Mark is off to grab our next caller. We got two more callers to go. Thank you to, uh, where are we? Rain Man shoots uh, Joe Brent, Axe, Skittle Me Daddy, or uh, Dandy, Green Wards and Ham, uh, Participle, The Noblet, uh, Axe gifted a sub, and Switch Frog streams. Thanks, folks, for the subs. Mark is grabbing uh, one of our last two callers here. We're going overtime on Hotline League tonight. We started early, and we are uh, going into uh, overtime. It's an it's an extra mega episode. We got Julian on the show. Julian, where are you calling from? Oh, you're muted, Julian. There we go. Manitoba. From Manitoba. Yeah, Winnipeg. Nice. So many Canadian colors tonight. What do you want to talk about on the show? So yeah, I want to say that the situations uh, of TSM and Cloudland are actually quite similar. Both teams committed to a project early in the season. Whether it's LS philosophy or TSM's developing roster and LPL aggression, only to kind of drop it or, or alter it to wink into the split, which is, I think, not smart uh, by firing the head coach in Cloudman's case or benching one, well, not benching, just sending Chenji to Academy. Uh, whatever case, the organizations are not willing to think long term, which is uh, pretty. Uh, Outrageous when Worlds will be in NA, which I think it's the most important thing that, that they should be thinking uh, about. And following what uh, Dominic said earlier, that they, one of the reasons why they you weren't seeing the progression you have hoped for for the LCS team, and that was dealt with uh, through the substitution, where I think the progression long term is actually hindered by the decision because uh, the five intended starters are not building synergy together, and. That, and and vice, uh, that Shenji is not building synergy with Tactical and Spica. They're not getting better as a team, at least the five intended members. And when they do come back as a team, uh, 
they would have put a lot of work uh, that they made building synergy apart. Uh, that would be in vain. And, and the short term so you're solution just disappointed they're not sticking to the, the long term goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think this is a, a good question as well, considering it's one that I feel like I've seen at least a lot in, in the fandom for TSM about like, you know, even if the, the st how much of a development roster it was, at least like they feel like the plan that they had been sold on was was being altered relatively quickly. So I don't know if there's a, a response you have for that. Yeah. Did you talk to Jack at some point in time this week, Dominic? And you guys were both like, you know what? Let's do it together. Let's just fucking pull the trigger. <laughs> both, both hit the eject button at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, to, to tell you the truth, I, I haven't even spoken to Jack. Um, my communication with Cloud9 has been with Galen, and then all of a sudden Galen went over to Loaded. Um, so that, that was a shock uh, for, for me. So I still need to connect with, with, the, uh, with the new team over at, at Cloud9. But um, again, I, I don't think I said anywhere where we jettison the whole plan or the strategy or, or anything like that. So I, I don't have like too much to comment on that. It's well, it's it. Is it? Do you think? Do you think fans at all? Because it does seem like fans thought, okay, these are our five, right? Like, so a great example of the opposite of this, right, is is like Hundred T, where they had come out and you knew that like they were going to be making changes in the top lane. They had like a six man roster. That lasted about uh, five seconds, I think. Um, but like it, it's it's kind of a situation where had you guys mentioned from the start, like, hey, we're going to build out this longer thing and we're going to be making changes, folks probably would not be like, oh, okay, uh, they've they've decided to make a swap or something. But I think a lot of folks are like, wow, this team only played, you know, four games before they were already making uh, changes in in uh, in the lineup. So do you think it's is there? Can, from your perspective, can you understand at least why fans feel a little misled um, in terms of like what what the plan was or the commitment? But like, um, I, I I understand the frustration and I understand why people are upset. Um, but all that I can really comment on that is like, hey, um, things are improving. Um, I don't think we've done anything to to say that we're jettisoning on this project. Again, like I said. Glenn just got here on Friday. We're bringing more resources internally to, to help with the internal communication um, and, and kind of fix a lot of those uh, things that are, um, you know, ongoing right now is that that, that just comes from having uh, multiple different languages within a roster. And so we're working on, on improving that, a lot of that stuff and it's, it's, it's looking good. And so all that I can really say about it is like, hey, things are, are, are looking up and please give us a little bit of trust. Caller, I don't know if you have any yeah. any follow-ups to that. Yeah, no, I just want to say whether or not that improvement is also offset by that the improvement is being done on two separate groups, and when they do come back together, they will kind of go a little bit back because they will not have built the synergy. Or, or oh, the, I got you. So is there yeah. is there a concern at all, Dominic, that if you are dividing your five players up. Like if the long-term plan is to have Shenyi in potentially, then like, is there a concern at all that like you're doing a disservice to the team because whenever you're ready for these guys to come together at some point in time, it's like they won't have been playing together for a while. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that concern and, and I understand that's one way to look at it. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that that's something really to, to worry too much about. Um, again, um, these are... Uh, this is a long-term strategy, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, do our best to, to make sure that um, you know 
uh, that, 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 that isn't uh, an issue in the future. Julian, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the last, uh, the last caller? Great. Thank you guys for having me. I want to say welcome, Dominique, to the LCS. Uh, congratulations for TSM for their titles in other esports. And uh, shout out to the LCS org in general for trying something different. Uh, I hope they do not give up uh, that promptly in case of, of uh, C9. And uh, for instance, I hope that EG doesn't randomly bench JoJo for Jensen in the middle of the split or anything. I hope they stay true to what they envisioned. And I hope TSM does too. Uh, not, uh, Here, here's the question, Julian. Jensen. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Would you rather uh, EG go down swinging? Like, let's say, if it, would you rather them, like, get fifth at the end of this year or sixth at the end of this year by sticking to their guns with, like, the JoJo stuff? Or would it be okay with you? Or would you prefer it if, like, if that was the decision or you knew that they can make it to Worlds by getting Jensen, would you still choose JoJo? I think they, if it comes down to the wire, like uh, playoffs and everything, probably securing words would be the best. But if they fail in spring, I don't want them to immediately go into the Jensen uh, alternative. All respect to Jensen, I'm a long-time Cloudland fan, and, and I think he's an amazing player. But uh, I would want him to play in any other team, and I think it's a disservice to the LCS that he's not playing. But I would like to see EG stick to their guns for sure. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I, the only reason I ask is because I, I was like, I'm glad you pointed out because it's like an interesting continuation of your, your philosophy, your kind of point with the question, right? Of like, wow, C9 and TSM had these visions that I thought they had. And for, from your perspective, they're not following through with that. And so I can understand why you're hopeful EG sticks to their guns with theirs. Uh, Mark is grabbing the last caller. Thank you so much, Julian, for the call. Uh, we'll catch you next time. And uh, here comes... Our last caller of the night. Thank you to Shamamium for the sub. Appreciate it. Last caller coming up. Mark is grabbing them. Dominic, thanks for going over time. I know that we started off a little late with you. No so worries. I appreciate it. No worries. Um, sticking around. I wonder if Mark's poking this person if they've fallen asleep. Maybe you get sometimes some callers from Europe and other places where they take a little too, too long. Okay, here we go. Mighty is here. Mighty, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Montreal, Canada. Montreal, Canada. I'm going to turn you up because you're very quiet. I don't know if you can get closer to the microphone. No, my microphone's kind of a either too loud or too too quiet type of situation. So. You're good. You're good. Uh, final Canadian to close this out. What's your What's your question? My question was for Dominic. Is if he feels like the self-admitted like slow start from Shen Yi and his adaptation to NA is it more of a failure on TSM's part or? Uh, uh, TSM, and, TSM and their processes, or is it more like a normal hiccup to the project, uh, to the grand scheme of 22, uh, 2022 LCS for TSM? I think that's a great question. Um, and to tell you 100% the truth, I, I think that's partially on, on the org. Um, to tell you the truth, we had plans um, on the org and on, on, on COVID. So to tell you, uh, before the whole season, I guess, uh, before I got here, the whole plan was to have the whole team inside of China and boot camping, right? Um, and we were going to be there for a whole month, and that was the plan, right? Um, but right when we came in, we basically found out that that wasn't going to be possible due to a variety of different reasons and had to make a quick pivot that everyone had to rush back. We were given 10 days before the start of the season to basically get everyone on the same page, start 
having strategies together and getting prepared for our, our first game for uh, against EG, right? Um, but we're already taking those steps to make sure that does that, that doesn't happen again. Um, we've talked about this in the past, but um, when we do do boot camps and they tend to be overseas, not for the lack of that, you know, they need to be overseas, but we need to guarantee regular practice schedules. And during the off season, most other LCS teams leave North America. And so we will probably, uh, we, or we will be doing the same exact thing. And we've already started having calls with other locations, booking out uh, houses, booking out, um, you know, uh, uh, fun things to do at, uh, at some of these locations as well, um, to already have full boot camps planned starting from December till January 1st, then already having uh, players fly back from there so that they're in the US early so we don't run into visa issues, we don't run into COVID issues, we don't run into any of these other things so that we can participate in lock-in events in the future and so that we have prompt and ample time to practice as a full team, as a full squad, figure out any issues that could be happening before. And so that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about of like that I'm actively working on to try to fix those processes so that these sort of hiccups don't happen again in the future, right? Um, And that's planning, right? That just having our ducks in a row, being ready and being ready to execute on a lot of this sort of stuff is what I've come in to really try to help and implement to make sure that, you know, next year will be much more smoother when we start the beginning of the season. Hey, thanks, Mighty, for the call. Sorry to rush you off, uh, but we're we're running out of time. Is there anything you want to shout out? Yeah, just a big shout out to the R6 and the TSM Dota team that won yesterday. Big wins. Really happy for the org. And uh, otherwise, uh, shout out to Grubhub, uh, Alienware. I uh, love the content you and Travis, uh, Travis and Mark does. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one, guys. See ya. All right, Dominic. There's going to be a whole lot of people on the TSM sub that are frustrated you didn't say shit about Shenny or anything yeah. like that. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you this <laughs> this moment at the end of the show to address the folks that are like, "Wow, he talked mostly about the corporate stuff and building processes, but not about like the roster shit." And <sighs> we're know. last place, and people are gonna beam us if we lose the CLG, and we're tenth. Like, this this is your your moment, your podium to speak to these people. Yeah, um, I, I I do have to say not only thank you to um, you guys for being so like. Uh, like thanks for having me on right like I've been following Hotline League for probably two years now um, and and been a massive fan of your content and so the fact that you know we got to grab lunch and we've been able to talk more is is really been amazing Um, and you've been super welcoming to me to to the LCS um, also to the TSM fans and the TSM Reddit um, and the TSM Discord have been super super welcoming Um, again this is going to take time um, so, um, I can't come in and snap my fingers and everything can't be solved at night. And to tell you the truth, me coming in is not going to fix everything either. Right. Um, and so as, as we kind of work through, uh, a lot of these things, um, uh, I, I hope you can at least see that there's people within TSM that are trying, um, and, uh, we're giving it our all and we, we, we really do want to get the league team in a better place. We want to get, um, you know, the Valorant team in a better place and get us back to winning championships like we did this weekend, right? Um, with, with our R6 team and with our Dota team. So um, for me, I want to see success across the board. Um, and of course, I want to see success within our League of Legends team here. Um, and and we'll work through that process. So I'm sorry I couldn't give you all the answers and the info that you guys wanted tonight. Um, but hopefully uh, you guys know that there, there's a lot of people here within TSM that, that uh, care a lot, just like you guys do. Um, and hopefully we can continue to communicate here in the future through platforms like this and through Discord and Reddit without, um, you know, uh, 
you know, in a good positive way. Uh, so there, there's given that you're playing CLG, I feel like you know what a lot of team owners and VIP, uh, VPs and GMs need to be able to do is talk some shit. Uh, so I want to hear your best shit talk at CLG about how hard you're gonna you're gonna slam them this week. I feel like you know you always got to have that, even if it's even if it's for the bottom of the standings. Like as Reggie said, there's no way you guys are gonna be worse than CLG, right? No, and and to tell you the truth, uh, I'm gonna come out and say this already: is you will rarely see me even say GG to other teams or shit talk other people in the industry or or talk about that sort of stuff. I think that's actually one of the biggest faults with North America is a lot of these teams, casters, streamers are just way too negative on each other and take more of the easy layups to to slam and get Reddit likes uh, onto other people and have shit talk. How, how dare you say that about Mark? Rude. Yeah. Mark Mark would but, uh, never take easy layups, okay? Well, and, the funniest the funniest thing to me is as you're doing this answer, Steve, Liquid Woman 2, pops up in chat out of nowhere and goes, CLG is still in the league. <laughs> See, and it's it's being it's being rude comments like that, right? Like so for me, it's like, look, I really want our guys to do the best that we can. We got some really big games coming up. Um, but you'll see me more focused on worrying about our teams and our problems internally rather than trying to get easy layups and Twitter likes for saying GGs or slamming or being like, you got to be a better team and all that sort of stuff. It's like, who cares? We're all working this together. When when the water rises, all ships rise. Um, and so you'll probably see me be more of an annoying positive person than you will see me being a shit talker. And um, uh, hopefully that translates to a few other people. Within the Do Dominic, well. I'm, a, I'm a little worried for you because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know much about TSM fans, but... You're you're somewhat describing the antithesis of uh, TSM fans for a very long time. Okay, uh, easy I, pot I shots. Uh, you can ask. Go go take a look at Dunk's tweet uh, quote retweet of my tweet this past weekend. Uh, you can you can you, this. You're running a little <laughs> counterculture to some of the folks over there. Let's let's just say be the change you want to see in the world. Um, and <laughs> and and all all that I have to say is like, look, it's Gen G. We got to the point where, you know, fans were sending us funeral wreaths and hay trucks. And so to tell you the truth, a lot of the stuff that I've seen here in North America, it's like, it's, it's like, come on, like it's, it, it, it is what it is, but you'll see from me, I'll be the annoying positive one and you can slam dunk on me. I don't care, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, very good. Well, okay. Mark, what do you want to shout out? Um, I just want to shout out, uh, hotline league. Tomorrow, tonight, today, resin refresh tomorrow. I want to what? shout out uh, the blame game whenever it comes out. I don't know when I'm I'm recording it anymore. I want to shout out uh, Dom for coming on. I want to shout out LS for hanging out in the Twitch chat. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Did I, did I do a good job? Yeah, you proud of me? I, I want to shout out Dom uh, for Dominic for coming on. I know that Sorry, you. God. It's hard. It's hard. I know. Not to. I know. Uh, I know that you you took a lot of heat tonight, and I think honestly, somebody in the chat was saying like this might not have been the best. You and I talked about whether or not this was the, the good night to have you come on. I felt like it might yeah. be so that you could like talk about some of the TSM stuff because obviously that was heated. Yeah. But perhaps it's perhaps you and I should talk about trying to find like a GM or coach on your your team that can come in and talk more specifically about like the the team issues in the future, and then we can have you yeah. on the next time everybody in the league all the owners are trying to like get rid of the import rule or do something crazy like that um and and perhaps that'll that'll be that'll be easier but i did see some folks who especially really appreciate your responses to some of the more business oriented questions so no, hopefully no problem hopefully people cut you some slack there and i and i do want to say again you know i've had issues with with ts of the past i don't i'm still not saying that i'm 
I, I love the way they've handled media stuff, but I, I at least really respect that you've been trying to get people out there more. So uh, you per, at the very least, you personally, I feel, deserve credit for that. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you a lot. Um, and, and look, thanks for having me on. I, I really did want to, like, you, you, to be fair, Travis gave me the options, like, hey, do you really want to come on? And it was one of those things where I said, yeah. And to tell you the truth, I, I think it was uh, a way for me that, like, I could share as much as I possibly could. Um, without actually giving that much. Uh, and, and I know that sucks, um, but hopefully would love to do more stuff like this in the future with Hotline League, where I can share more about different topics and, and business topics that I probably have a better place and can speak on. Um, but more than anything, I think I just wanted to show us like, hey, you, you have an access point to TSM. If you, if you do want to reach out, if you do want to talk about different topics, ping me directly, give me a call, you know the deal, um, and happy to talk on all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm not just going to leave you on red, so... Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, I I really do. I wish that's the t that's the side of the stuff that people won't see um, or won't understand. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that is the show. Thanks, everyone. We will be back uh, next week, supposedly with LS. He said in the chat that he was going to be on next week, uh, and he wouldn't miss it for the world. And so I guess we've got LS on next week. Um, but don't blame me Third if guess. for some reason he's... I'm sure he's got a lot on his plate right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not making this commitment on his behalf. He's making it on his behalf. So maybe he... You guys can be mad at him next week for not being able to talk about the Cloud9 stuff. Uh, other than that, we'll catch you next week. Boom.